0: Welcome to a Truckers Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're back, man. Episode 203. Yes, sir. All right, man. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, recently, um, as we all, well, probably some of you don't know, or maybe you, maybe you don't give a shit, but it is Black History Month. Yes, sir. Shout out to black people, yo. Oh, you know
1: what
0: I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, Keith got the Black History shirt on. Yeah. What does it say black. on the front?
1: Uh, I am Black History. Oh, all
0: right. I thought the bottom said,
1: I am uh, I am uh, the N-word. Nah. I think if uh, Joe Rogan made this shirt, it <laughs> probably would say, I am nigger at the bottom. <laughs> that was <hilarious. laughs> Yeah. We'll get into that conversation a little
2: later.
0: Um, yeah. So recently, um, a school celebrated um, Black History Month with feeding the, t- the, the kids fried chicken. But let me go ahead and read the article. School serves fried chicken to honor Black History Month. A Massachusetts school is facing backlash after reportedly trying to commemorate the beginning of Black History Month by serving fried chicken for lunch. In honor of Black History Month, one one way, one way we will celebrate is by highlighting a traditional meal each week that is a staple in Southern Black history. Today's lunch is fried chicken. Xavier and Brothers High School... Announced to to students over the PA system Tuesday morning. That was dumb. Why would you announce that over the PA system? <laughs> in order to commemorate Black History Month, we'll be serving fried chicken.
1: There's crickets in the room. Was, niggas is not excited about school fried chicken.
2: Yeah,
0: kids ain't got excited about school. And then now you you know you say fried. Just serve the fucking chicken. You ain't yeah. got a like. You expect black people to jump up and down for fried chicken? Like yes, finally. Yeah. Like we eat that for dinner, anyways. Um, <laughs> Tuesday marked the first day of Black History Month, which parties and organizations, uh, ranging from NASA to the White House, have commit uh, committed to honoring Xavier. Uh, it, it, what the hell? Uh, committed to honoring, anyways. Xavieran's own attempt to kick off the month was de- uh, decreed by several students including Michael Earls, the student body vice president for the school senior class. He said in a statement that the Xavier administration must first acknowledge that their ignorance perpetuated a racist stereotype and issue a formal apology. School uh, official in Xavier said that they were trying to educate students about black history and culture. (laughs) They also said that a food service employee at the school was was African-American and had chosen fried chicken as the meal. Regret regrettably our message was poorly communicated said
1: the same thing.
0: Yeah, wow. re- like we we chose our nigger, I mean, our black person to get the food <laughs> to the kids. <laughs> regrettably, our message was poorly communicated resulting in some perceived as proper propagation of a negative stereotype. Okay, but here's the thing, okay. First and foremost, you serve fried chicken, but th- the thing about it, I think that this is for all cultures. I think we need to do a better job of learning all the nuances of people's culture, right? So they serve fried chicken, but I hope it wasn't like fried chicken with corn and mashed potatoes or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like and we as black people too, we need to stop running away from the fact that fried chicken is a part of soul food. If, if we want to talk about what's what, fried chicken is the president of soul food.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It is the fucking president of soul food. Second is like probably collard greens, and the third is like probably cornbread.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So... We need to stop running away from it. And yes, it's been used as a racial stereotype against black people. And it's just because motherfuckers was racist. But truth be told, fried chicken is a strong part of soul food. It really is. The same way in other cultures, like, you know, lasagna and ravioli and spaghetti. That's Italian shit, man. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Mexicans, it's tacos and albonigas and so- and uh, Not soap but um, freaking uh, uh, menudo and and uh what's the other one uh, uh, fideo and all of that that's all mexican stuff but i think black culture has they, they've created like a negative connotation with fried chicken and then they use the whole wild watermelon fried chicken and it's very racist so i think that's why so many black people are sensitive to it but with me if you make me fried chicken i'll eat it <laughs>
1: I, I personally don't want no white person bringing me fried chicken <laughs> off the strength of Black History Month. Like, yeah, it's just, especially if you're announcing it over the, the intercom. Like, hey, niggers, I mean, Black Student Body Union, going to bring some good old fried chicken? I also don't want white people cooking me fried chicken. Just outside, even if it's January, February, uh, March, April, May, June, whatever month. Like, just because... They ain't gonna put no seasonings in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just not, it's not gonna fly. But no, just in, in all seriousness, I think that for the most part, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that they're like running from this, uh, this, this idea of like liking or appreciating fried chicken. I think we all understand, like as a culture, it's just, it, it just feels a little bit weird when mm-hmm. um, a white person is presenting it as like. Tr- uh, trying to uh, appreciate a culture. Yeah, appreci- uh, cultural appreciation. There's just so much more you can do outside of like leaning in on some s- sort of stereotype, whether that's. Teaching us about you know some of the the historical Black figures that we yeah. don't aren't so familiar with, right, or yeah. you know having discussions about race, or it's just so much more you can do outside of this like yeah. this stereotype.
0: What I think too is like when it comes to American history, a lot of the shit that's taught in schools is a lie by omission. So mm-hmm. there's the, there's the suppression of you know information regarding Black inventors, Black creators, things of that nature. But yet you want to recognize us with fried chicken, mm-hmm. and I think that fried chicken is the same thing that was weaponized against black people as a fucking stereotype and a joke. They used to use fried chicken as a weapon? Yeah, they would just throw pieces of fried chicken at us. (laughs) Take that! (laughs) Uh! I got hit with a few drumsticks in my day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but no, it's, it's unfortunate that People understand the stereotypes or fried chicken. They've already tied that in with black history, but they mm-hmm. haven't tied in all the awesome things that come from black history yeah. and all the inventors and creators. And a lot of people don't know about uh, Black Wall Street and the amount of wealth and things that black people had mm-hmm. and the things they created. Um, you know, I forgot her name. Damn it. The woman that had a bunch of different patents on things. Like, There's a whole bunch of history that's not taught. Yeah. But when you leave with fried chicken, that's where the fucking problem starts. Yeah. Yeah that's like like i live in i live in california right Mm -hmm. i live in bakersfield but the thing about it i've been living in california my whole life and the state is predominantly latino so if i live in bakersfield or just in california in general and i don't know anything about latino culture i think that's more of me trying not to know it Mm
2: -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
0: like it's more of me trying not to know it than me actually oh i have no idea Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people have purposely tried to not learn the history of black
1: people for a very long time. Yeah, you know? I mean, you because you appreciate the present, right? Right, you right. You can appreciate Jordans. You can appreciate Tiger Woods. You can appreciate, you know, all the different athletes in hip-hop, the Little Wayne's, the Jay-Z's. Right. But it's like, you know, from a historical standpoint, you're almost being ignorant to, you know, what's going on. Yeah, but, but, but even the historical, fit, like Martin Luther King, is probably the biggest civil rights leader, mm-hmm. you know, ever. Um, but even to just know his name, but not know anything else no, about, about him, him. Like, you're just not trying.
0: You don't know about any of the attempts on his life? Like, yeah. the, Martin Luther King was literally bombed a few times with his family in the home. Mm-hmm. And they didn't kill him, obviously, but they tried to kill him with a bomb multiple times. Yeah. Like, this is shit that they didn't teach you in school. They just taught you that Martin Luther King came down on a unicorn and... Um, and he had presents for kids and he came down a chimney. And right. He marched across yeah. this bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what that's that's what you learned about and Martin Luther King. He gave a King. really good speech. Yeah, he gave a really sweating. Yeah, he was sweating. A lot of people don't know that Martin Luther King had a white girlfriend too. A lot of people yeah. don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. People be like, What? Like there's so many things that people don't know about just this, this, our historical leaders in general. Mm-hmm. And then it's just unfortunate when you leave with fried chicken. I honestly I'm not running away from it. Like, as a black man, I don't sit here eating fried chicken every day, but I would say that it is a huge part of soul food, which is, uh, uh, you know, connected to our culture. Yeah, for sure. So I don't have a problem with it, but the problem I do have is that when you leave with fried chicken, you don't leave with anything else. Now, I'm not even offended then, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Like, this is the same shit that was weaponized against black people as a joke. You called us watermelon and fried chicken and now here we are yeah. and you've given us fried chicken like it's a like it's a real thing. You ever seen companies that are failing across the board and then they just offer people to, like a pizza party? <laughs> they <laughs> offer their employees a pizza party. Yeah. Like they just basically offered us a chicken party and we're mm-hmm. supposed to be jumping up and down like woo, chicken
2: baby. Yeah.
1: Like But e- even like, you know, the, I guess they're I don't think this is cool, but I th- guess there's a spin on it that you could do where it would be like um, showing students why they even eat chicken, or why we eat yeah. chitlins, or why we eat ham, and all these different things, and you know, yeah. kind of do a, a, a breakdown of how a lot of the slaves were kind of left to scraps the and scraps, and they had to yeah. just you know put some stuff together, and it turned in. Like, it, I think that's the um, the the theme of being black is just like yeah. getting left the scraps and. Mm-hmm. And then creating something amazing yeah. out of it.
0: People don't realize that soul food came from despair and pain. <clears throat> yeah, It came from despair and pain, like neck bones and uh and was it neck bones and like oxtails, certain stuff mm-hmm. like that shit came from scraps. A lot of black people got left scraps and they cooked it and made the best of it. Yeah, And and people will be like, oh, soul food. But at the same time, soul food didn't just come from black people's soul. It came from despair. Mm-hmm. So it's there's so much that people don't know mm-hmm. about. Black culture I yeah. don't And my thing is this I'm only 36 years old There's too much That I don't know About black history my goddamn self mm-hmm. You know <laughs> But That's but, a lot man Yeah it's a whole lot That we don't know You know yeah. Me and Keith put our great brains together And we probably only know About a few years
1: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Yeah Facts Facts I mean, Even, even um, The history of some of our Like actual relatives You know what I mean A lot right. of us don't You know and, and that's one thing That I wish I was more familiar with Like you know My who is my great 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 grandfather where is he mm-hmm. from and stuff like that but yeah yeah
0: i did a, a dna and um i was directly um a, a family member to uh colonel sanders um colonel sanders actually was um working at the plantation that my family was the on. mcgee the mcgee uh plantation yeah he was he was overseeing that plantation
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm just kidding folks my great great grandfather his name was um popeye actually oh wow yeah and, ah. uh, yeah he was actually the first person to put real season on chicken wow was yeah. it crispy or original it was crispy holy shit it was mm-hmm. spicy too huh? mm-hmm. and then he also invented the biscuits wow and one day mass was tripping so he he gave him a biscuit and he joked he choked to death Wow, he gave him a biscuit and knocked over that cup of water he had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go down over
0: to that well, boy.
1: Go to that well, boy, and get me some water. Could you imagine the mass of just choking and just trying to like lick up the water off the ground? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, hmm. yeah, yeah. The biscuits from Popeyes, man. I, one thing is, is those. They're not bad tasting biscuits, so don't. The flavor it, is good, yeah. The flavor is good on those biscuits at Popeyes, mm-hmm. but if you don't have some form of hydration that is that is, is, is marrying that biscuit going down your throat, <laughs> that is going to be a fucking train wreck. <laughs> you know what they should do on on Mortal Kombat? One
1: of the fatalities on Mortal Kombat should be like them just throwing a biscuit down your throat. <laughs>
0: Fatality.
1: You know, in the new games, they do like the internal organs and stuff like yeah. that imagine the biscuit just getting lodged. In your <laughs> the biscuit just lodged
0: in your fucking the biscuit get like they just shove a biscuit down your spinal cord fatality That's popeye's biscuits you win <laughs> back in it do you remember you remember the game killer instinct uh do they drive around in cars no 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 no, no, no. I don't. Remember it was that. it was almost like street fighter but it's a little different i but remember they, it vaguely i didn't remember the name i don't remember much. killer instinct had this mode like when you start like hitting people mm-hmm. and you did like a combo it would just be like you'd be hitting them hella fast like mm-hmm. and it'd be like ultra ultra <laughs> ultra ultra <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm I looking tr- at it now Oh, you looking at Killer Instinct? Yeah. My favorite person to fight with was this dude named Cinder. Mm, he was like he looked like he was like his whole body was like fire.
1: Oh yeah, I see him right here. Oh, you see him right there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was dope. Yeah, I don't remember that game. Like, like yeah, it came. You was a little kid when that shit came out because you you came around ninety two.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That shit was out in ninety six. You was only four. Yeah, I remember I got that on Christmas in ninety six.
1: Dang. Yeah, man. Nah. Yeah. It was, it was, that's, a, that's an interesting era in gaming where um you could have, now it's no real competition. I feel like, I feel like there's like kind of the culture that Madden and 2K kind of created where it's not much competitive games out there. Mm. So you might have one fighting game and you might have one, you know, like role playing game or you might have one adventure game. Like it just used to be so much more diversity in the games where you could walk into um GameStop and it'd be like a smorgasbord of games across the thing. Now you go in, it's just like probably a row of uh, um, maybe Grand Theft Auto right here, 2K right here, Madden right here. And And,
0: and what's weird about GameStop is they have the same motherfuckers working at every store. There's always a nerd with glasses. Always a motherfucker with glasses.
1: It's always a dude in there. um, He may switch roles with the guy with the glasses, but he got a long ponytail. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Might, oh and hit the combo ponytail and
1: glasses yeah
0: if you were that yeah for sure and then they always have like the same nerdy like like of uh, like tone of voice like, yeah. yeah actually um killer Warzone 3 came out in 1994 <laughs> but
1: they have the newest one coming out soon would you like to purchase that they have an expansion pack if you want to purchase that as well <laughs> <laughs> because we are trying to sell an expansion pack <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, it's comedy. Yeah. And then that they, they'll be the same motherfucker that'll look you in the eyes and rip you off of that store credit from GameStop. Yeah, oh my god. The store credit. It's like so what it's, what it's showing me here is um it's showing me that you would get um twenty dollar store credit. Um but for <laughs> cash we'll give you three ninety nine.
1: You'd be like, Man, fuck y'all. I'm just gonna keep my game now. That's the big I don't I wonder if they can do that now because we have the eBays and the offer ups and stuff. I feel like if they really and I don't I don't know. I haven't been in there in years, but I feel like if they really want people to bring stuff in, they got to be way more competitive. Yeah, they do. And you could
0: you, it's funny, you could suck a, a, a suck them into a, a nerdy conversation. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You'll be like, yeah, um, I, instead of a store credit, I want to get this in NFT. You'd be like oh, wow. I, <laughs> I wish we could get it in NFT. Yeah, I, I think a non fungible <laughs> token would actually be a, 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 it would appreciate in price instead of actually go down. Right. Yeah, so uh, how about that expansion pack? Do you think you want to get that?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. How you suck somebody into a nerdy combo? Oh, you can suck them into a nerdy conversation.
0: And I do that on purpose sometimes because, like, I'm a multifaceted person where I'm not a nerd, but I know enough nerd shit to, like, trigger a person's conversation, like, trigger their mind. You'd be like, hey, man. so you, how about that Zelda? Oh yeah, Zelda definitely. I remember that. That was when that came out, and uh, yeah, I still have the uh, action figures from that. That was,
1: and they'll be older than me. They'll be like fucking forty one working at GameStop. That's hilarious. Like dude, how do you? They're just trying to ring you up, and you hit him with the NFTs, and it's over. It's over. It's, it's thirty th- minutes at non fungible tokens. Like, oh, I was in the Metaverse last night. <laughs> I got met a meta wife actually. Yeah, my wife's on meta on uh, a <laughs> Metaverse. I'm like, oh, so,
0: oh, is this your real wife? No, no, no! I met her on uh, the Metaverse last night. Her <laughs> name is Gabriella. She's really nice, really nice girl. I think we're gonna get married. You'd be like nigga. You need to get
1: out and meet real women, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's <was> hilarious. <clears throat> they have the um. There was these, uh, you know, the the anime Naruto. Yeah, I heard of it. They had uh, I um. There's this company that makes like uh like these 3D you know like I got the Steph Curry shoe yes for the NFT there's another company that does like um anime characters and they were selling like NFTs of the, like the oh, anime wow. characters yeah they came out like January the first week of January or something like that they have a um NFT or excuse me
0: yeah uh they basically people are buying homes through the metaverse i sent mm-hmm. i think i sent you that link mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy, and it's making the home buying process. He said, "This is the future of the home buying process. You skip all the, you know, the qualifications and all of that, and you can literally get a home through the metaverse." Yeah, I have a, uh, I have some virtual real
1: estate. Wow, mm-hmm. it's fucking! Nuts. Well, the no, prices of it are going. Pretty I'm talking crazy. about
0: real real estate. I'm talking about <clears throat> actual real estate, mm-hmm. and it's being bought through the metaverse.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, it's just like a. It's not well. The metaverse is just you can't really quantify the metaverse Mm -hmm. you know outside of the name that mark zuckerberg probably mark uh, zuckerberg yeah but yeah so it's all just like this virtual this virtual space yeah it's it's pretty like the prices on there um i'm curious to see where it goes because i bought i have like three three homes on there um but when i originally bought the stuff on there Mm
2: -hmm.
1: the prices were much lower Mm. But now they're like you can't you you can't even get in without you might have to spend what thirteen hundred yeah if you want a decent property you might have to spend like a few thousand dollars on there wow yeah so it's going up every day it's the more information that goes out the more people are buying properties and stuff oh wow yeah that's nuts all right switching gears <clears throat> um
0: recently um, comedian T K Kirkland made a statement on. Um, breakfast club that I really I didn't agree with at all but I'll give some context basically he said that a man shouldn't even be having sex unless he has $25,000 in his bank account and I and and the the point he was trying to make I'll even give this more content context but he's saying like like almost like a man's focus should be his security and then he should be able to have sex but the number he gave I totally disagree with uh-huh like the average american see the problem with people that are wildly successful um is they tend to make statements that don't apply to the regu- to the average like american person mm-hmm. um you're saying that like a man should have 25,000 mm-hmm. now i'm going to give you a story about myself, and I've already mentioned this on the podcast before. This
1: is story many... time with Eddie McGee. Story
0: time, pussy time. Um, there was many... <laughs> I'm getting to it, Keith. Okay, <laughs> stop cutting me off. All right. Many years ago, I say this is at least fuck seven years, eight years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably about around eight years ago. That yeah. I, I was wanting to really hook up with this chick, and it was just basically going to be a pussy appointment. But in order to, yeah, in order to have A young lady over and for her to relax and stuff and for you to have have a good time you have to spend a little bit of money so you know buy a little alcohol maybe some snacks or some food or whatever and i was so fucking broke at that time and this is before i was truck driving i didn't have any money Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck i'm I'm scared because i want her over and not for her not for her not to have like a you know a comfortable visit yeah so i ended up having i had some speakers in my car and i sold them and I got, I got an okay money for it. <clears throat> I forgot what I got. Probably like $185. You on, on the court. No, this on the street.
2: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: Sold it for $185 to somebody to one of my speakers. Mm-hmm. Sold them that. And I literally had to sell my speakers just to have money to hang out, just to get laid. And I didn't really have money. You shouldn't have in sex. Eh? <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. This is, I'm getting into it. My pockets were empty, but my nuts was too. Okay. <laughs> just because you're not doing the greatest in life doesn't mean you don't deserve to have sex. That's a stupid fucking statement. Right. But my thing is, is is I had I had intentions of being better and doing more. So I wasn't some loser that was out here fucking and not doing anything, Mm -hmm. but I'm just giving a real life account. Like I'm not too embarrassed to admit that I was broke and I had to sell speakers just to get laid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, And it's, it's embarrassing, but it's true. And there's other people who have embarrassing stories like that. Mm-hmm. There's been stories where a dude wanted to take a girl out, but he had no money. There are times where I literally had to like make up an excuse t- uh, to not go on a date, be- and it was because I didn't have any fucking money. Yeah, that's embarrassing. But I-, I think that that number he had, dude, that's just too much. It's too the average person, even me now, I don't have twenty five thousand dollars in my account. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't. Okay, um, I'm not broke, but I ain't got twenty five k in my savings. I yeah. don't. Um, also. The average person in America lives paycheck to paycheck. And not only that, they don't have enough money for a $500 emergency. So I think when you make statements like this, you need to also realize what's going on in the real world. Like most people, inflation is kicking their fucking ass. Um, the the amount of money. There are some people that work two jobs and they still broke. Yeah. That's fucked up. But that's a But you mean to tell me that those people don't deserve some sexual healing? yeah you mean to tell me and by the way he talked about men so we're not going to talk about women that's broke out here that's getting that women will be in the middle of a whole phase and i have no money and just be getting dick mm-hmm. but ain't nobody talking about women mm-hmm. you know i'm sure there's plenty of broke girls in college
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they go to the bar and they get let into the bar for free and they get free drinks they have not spent five they probably went into that club they had 15 or 20 dollars but they didn't have to buy a drink because a dude bought them drinks they didn't have to do nothing, mm-hmm. but with men, I, he, I guess he had that opinion about us. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Ima- <laughs> imagine your money being in a stock market, and you got like twenty four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, and it's just going up and down. And you mm-hmm. got a, and you in the middle of foreplay, but you're <laughs> like, hey, I can't even smack her down until this mug go over twenty five thousand dollars. Like, just how much stress that would be on on you as an individual. Yeah. But, um, but I think that what TK Kirkland's saying, not, not literally what he's saying, but the idea of what he's saying is, uh, is, is, is okay with me. Um, I think there are a lot of people, uh, a lot of guys, a lot of women out here that, um, but he's talking about guys, but that are, um, focused on the wrong things. Yeah. So it's guys that are in every woman's DMs. There's guys that are, um, hollering at every girl they're going out every single weekend like they're just exhausting you know the majority of their free time trying to have sexual encounters with various women um but i guess the idea is like if we if the it takes it takes a lot of effort to to communicate with with women especially if you're trying to like smash these women it takes a lot of effort to, you know, be consistent with, uh, you know, the communication, setting up dates, you know, obviously. And you can't really you can't really have. I don't know if too maybe when you young and you in high school, you could probably like have sexual encounters without having no money at all. Yeah. You know, you've having sex and. You know, especially at BHS, niggas getting head in the yeah, that's different on the third floor, and yeah. you know, you might be having sex outside after a football. All kind of like crazy wild stuff. Yeah. But when you're an adult, <clears throat> you need you got to pay rent. Yeah. You got to drive somewhere. You might have to go out to eat. Yep. Uh, you might have to go to the movies. All these things co- cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, um, essentially, I think what he's what he's trying to say outside of the twenty five thousand. Dollar number the focus is yeah you got you just got to focus on yourself and once you focus on yourself i think all these other things will start to fall in place yeah and you'll have the ability you know to do more things like say you do want to we were talking about uh tahoe joe's oh, and yeah. how you know you, that's like the you know the upper echelon that's a
0: girlfriend you. spot yeah
1: exactly like you know or you know if you are courting somebody you might mm-hmm. you know have the the money to spend 200 dollars on a meal right um so yeah i think that i think but I just think overall, like, we, we have to refocus ourselves and, mm-hmm. you know, stop chasing pussy so much, man. I
0: think men, the problem with men, though, um, men will literally struggle and pay a, a $1,000 truck payment just so they can have a nice lifted truck and pull up to the bar and barely have money. Mm-hmm. So men do things to impress women. Yeah. And it's it kind of sad that they'll do it. And it, the focus is off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, act your wage, bro. You don't have to act like you got it all. Yeah. You know, not for one moment do I ever want to mislead people and tell them how much money I'm making or not making. It's no one's business. Mm-hmm. But men be really be doing that. It's a lack of focus. When you when you make women the center of your universe, you already failed. Yeah. A woman should never be the center of your universe. It should always be your purpose in life where and what you're trying to do. I'm not saying she shouldn't be. She should definitely be a priority, but she should never be priority. Number one. If you make a woman your number one priority then that's nice. that's not good mm-hmm. it, and there's a lot of people that would disagree with that mm-hmm. but i you can never make a woman your number one priority because if you're the guy that makes a woman your number one priority but you're broke how's that helping your life
2: mm-hmm.
0: how mm-hmm. you're making women a priority when you are walking around with 30 dollars
1: yeah that's that's a problem Because what happens is you're going to spend that last $30 on, you know, trying to impress a woman in some capacity.
0: Yep. Yeah. And and you just, it's, it's a waste of time. Now, like, what I will say, too, is what's bad is when celebrities or people make these statements that have a lot of money. This is what it sounds like, Keith. Okay, I'm six foot two and some change. But imagine if I said, height doesn't matter, bro. Height doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how tall you are. Yeah. I'm speaking from a person who is over six foot two. Mm -hmm. But a person that is five foot four, five foot six, they'll be like, man,
1: fuck you. The only the only reason I will uh, push back on that is that um, that same person could have gotten rich over time. Right. Mm -hmm. So that they could have actually utilized that advice themselves when they were broke. So say where they were say they were actually um, working at Popeye's and, Mm -hmm. you know, they wasn't making no money. Um, and then they was also trying to chase women, women each and every day. And then it was like, man, I'm not. He made a, a pact to himself. I'm not chasing no more women. Or I'm not having sex until I have twenty five thousand dollars in the bank. So he do all the shows. He definitely he didn't do that, though. He touring. We don't know what he did. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if that's the idea that he had, like, you know, he goes on tour and he's like, OK, after I have twenty five thousand in my bank, like, you know, then I could, you know start talking to women i just
0: think it's a bullshit it's a fucking bullshit statement the reason why i use that height thing is because i'm speaking from an elitist stance if i'm drake and i say money don't matter and i'm worth hundreds of millions of dollars Mm -hmm. right and i'm telling you money doesn't matter while being rich you don't want to hear that from me yeah that's all i'm saying it's just like somebody saying like it doesn't matter what you look like or this in the real world we know that people like attractive people yeah so if you, it doesn't matter what you look like, it doesn't matter. This does. This, this doesn't matter. In the real world, we know how people really are, bro. Some people believe that, though. I that, think you can me. believe it.
1: It's fine. For you me. can believe it, but we know how people's minds really work, though. But I'm saying you're you're generalizing people, but I'm saying there are some people that can look at Drake or even J. Cole when he has a song called Love Yours and they listen to that and they consume it and Mm -hmm. they may be broke and they may not ever experience what real wealth is, but they may believe that. It doesn't not because J. Cole is a millionaire. I don't think it Mm -hmm. discredits that person. Um, because they're making a statement from an elitist standpoint
0: yeah but I don't think I don't think I'm not generalizing the whole population but there is a massive amount of people that like attractive people yeah that's what I'm saying and that's a fact like if we want to talk about what general attraction is yeah if you got an eyeball hanging out your fucking eye socket and you like looks don't matter well good luck motherfucker Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) yeah <laughs> good fucking luck. Mm-hmm. you know I, I just i think that sometimes when people speak in extremes they need to realize what they're talking about let's say me and you are still we're sitting here except we're sitting in a bigger studio and it's four or five years from now and i'm worth 30 million you're worth whatever millions worth of dollars i'm pretty sure i'll be richer than you so i say probably about a I'll be, <laughs> probably be worth about a hundred keith would be worth about 75 million <laughs> um now <laughs> <laughs> now now when we're making that much money and we say, bro, it doesn't matter if you're broke. Money doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. I would need to give context behind it. Yeah. And I feel like it's important as a, like, some people, there are some people that, uh, that have so much success that it skews the, their world view. And that's the problem that I have is when people have success, it will skew the way they even talk or think. And it's like, bro, can you sit down for five minutes and realize that's not how the real world works? If I got 150 million dollars in the next few years, I'll say, "Hey, I'm blessed. I'm thankful. But yes, you do need to make more money. Yes, it is difficult being poor. Yes, I've struggled. Yes, it's tough. I want to give people kind of real world, realistic like outlooks of what's really going on instead of telling them you shouldn't get no pussy unless you got 25,000. I think if you got if the average person, let's say, if you save up six thousand, seventy two hundred, mm-hmm. ten thousand dollars, that's a decent savings. Yeah, that's a decent savings. I would say, is it a lot of money? Fuck no, but it's a decent savings. But can you can you say that the average person has ten thousand in savings? No.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I I I don't I don't necessarily. I don't, I don't disagree with the amount. I think that it's just, it's, I don't even think it's supposed to be taken literally. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think that even if that was a real thing, I think that there would be far more, there would be far better parents out here and like less people struggling. Cause it'd be niggas that got no money to their name out here, you know, bussing and women and having babies. And, you know, it's just, you're, you're creating this cycle of, uh, you know, just broke people or this in poverty uh the cyclical thing but i don't know i think that you know when it comes to uh these people speaking from an elite standpoint um you definitely should take what they're saying with a grain of salt but Mm -hmm. also we have to realize that they're speaking from a place of understanding so um You know, a lot of these people have, you know, been there and done that. So even if I do happen to have $75 million and I'd be uh, a broke nigga compared to Eddie. um, (laughs) And, you know, I'm giving you this advice. I'm giving you this advice as far as like, you know, what you should do with your money or how you should how you should move. I'm also speaking from the person that was broke only four or five years ago. Yeah, but here's the problem with that.
0: This is where the problem starts. A lot of people don't keep the same energy. The same people that struggle. We've seen this. Trust me. We've seen people that make these profound statements and go back on what they said mm-hmm. because of the way they start treating people. Mm-hmm. So the same person that's telling you should have 25,000. They probably was struggling like a motherfucker. They was getting head and pussy every other day. Mm-hmm. They was broke getting their dick sucked everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, probably even paying for prostitution. Mm-hmm. Right. But, <laughs> but they'll tell you that they will literally... Have you ever seen like a college professor or somebody that's like a like a teacher and they make the class so hard that everybody is struggling? Mm-hmm. Some people, when they acquire stature, they want to make it almost impossible for you to make it there. Mm-hmm. They want to make it like this shit is so fucking difficult to get here. But truth be told, like, fuck, how do I really explain this away? Like some people just don't practice what they preach. Mm-hmm. They will say you need to have twenty five thousand before you have sex, but truth be told, they were still having sex, and they know it's not easy to acquire that. Mm-hmm. They just want you to feel small. That's what I'm trying to say. A lot of people want you to feel small once they've acquired success, and it's a problem. I think it's sometimes I think it's intentional. I'm not saying that was his intention, but I think some people want you to feel small, mm-hmm.
1: and it's it's trash. But it really does happen, also. I think I don't think that. I don't think that that's where advice comes from. I think that I'm not saying it, that's where advice comes from.
0: Some people want you to feel small because they've acquired something or they've acquired success. They want you to think it's so fucking hard to get it, even though they even though they're the same people that
1: struggle. Some people do it, and it's not coming from an
0: honest place. That's that's the point I'm trying to make.
1: I think that like a guy like TK when he's saying that or like um even when Drake was like, you know, he won the Grammy and he's yeah. like <clears throat> You know, if you got people wrapped around the building and, you know, you got people waiting outside for your shows, buying your merch, like, that's more important than this Grammy right here. I genuinely think they're speaking from a a, a genuine place, but yeah. that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. I can't really, you know, we're going to argue it to death, but that's just no, my personal No, I agree with some of these things,
0: mm-hmm. but I just, I hate it when... I, When things come off as disingenuous disingenuous to me, I have a problem with it, Mm. especially when people speak in these extremes. Now, Drake is a lot different because he wasn't speaking in an extreme. I think he said that, like, this this doesn't matter. But truth be told, it is, like, if he wasn't getting any of the attention or getting any awards, I think it would fucking matter, too. I think if you are a person that works hard and you work diligently to put out these hot records— and you don't get any recognition, I think it's going to bother some people. I think, in fact, I think most people will be bothered because when you reach the apex of success in whatever you're doing and it comes with accolades, you're going to be wondering why, hey, why does that motherfucker keep getting awards and I'm not getting anything? So he can say this doesn't matter, but you've already got how many Grammys, Drake? You've already got how many awards for what you do? And I'm not trying to speak ill of Drake at all. But I just think that sometimes people's worldview gets a little bit skewed when they've had success already. But as a person like us, we do a podcast. We see these podcasts making millions of dollars for doing what they do. Our 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 long-term objective is to do the same thing. But we're coming from a place of, yeah, I would actually like to make that much money. Yes, I would like to actually do that. But once we acquire the money, we get, we're not going to say this don't matter as long as you got people listening to you, this and that. Well, honestly, that two things would be true actually in that case
1: because <laughs> we don't make no money on it now, and we yeah. love it yeah that's 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 my point my point is like a guy like if a guy so there's Drake there's a Drake example Drake mm-hmm. is t k Kirkland. Drake mm-hmm. is the guy that is mm-hmm. accomplished whatever and trying to give mm-hmm. you the the uh the structure and how to get to where he's at mm-hmm. um and then there's also. The guy that is speaking not from an elitist standpoint. There's a guy that doesn't have a Grammy. There's a guy that mm-hmm. doesn't have you go. whatever accolades. And they're giving you the same advice. I honestly don't care what he has to say because he hasn't actually accomplished mm. the thing that mm. they're speaking point. about. So point. if a person is like, man, you don't need no Grammy. You don't need none of that. You don't need to sell a platinum album. And I'm like, well, you almost sound like you're speaking out of spite. Because you're not mm. like a guy, a guy like you know. No disrespect to Russ, but Russ hasn't had the same type of accolades as mm. you know some of the superstars it's like Chris in, in Paul. Hip-hop. Yeah, if he, if Chris Paul, if uh or uh Charles Barkley or Allen Iverson, you don't need an the, NBA championship. Yeah, but I'm like, you never had like, one. You're all probably saying that because you exhausted your career. You never accomplished that. Oh my! But God. if a guy like Drake is like, hey, you don't like, I've I've been here. I try. I worked every single day to get a grammy and then i got a grammy and it don't feel nothing in comparison to people showing yeah. up at my shows or buying I, my merch
0: what, what, what we've just mentioned i think we could label this a double-edged sword because if you're a person that won an nba championship and you say i don't really need one you already got one motherfucker yeah and if you ain't got one you'd be like you ain't never had one
2: motherfucker. <laughs> yeah so
0: i think that that's what where this comes from so i we, we don't want to beat it down but Mm-hmm. I, I think we've gotten everything out of this conversation we could practically, like we could possibly get, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah. Shout out to TK Kirkland, man. TK Kirkland is. Uh, I was listening to the brilliant, brilliant, brilliant idiots, and um, he was. I don't know if you are on uh, YouTube enough or in the comments enough to know that there is a fake TK Kirkland that pops Oh, they up talked to the- Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she got on there and you, she was man. like, I already know your type of person you is. You be in my YouTube comments and stuff. And they had to let her know, like, yeah. dog, it's not real. That's
0: not me. Yeah. And the way you talk, I was dying. Like, that's actually not me. <laughs> I've been telling people to take that down. I don't know who that is. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but dude, whoever got that
1: account is hilarious. Uh because <laughs> it's so funny and i i i met tk kirkland uh one time when we mm-hmm. were shooting his documentary and um the way that and mind you this is how he is in, in his interviews and stuff too but the way that like the, the the person does the comments um is pretty much how he really is in real life like <laughs> you'll be like uh you'll be like hey uh tk kirkland um what do you think about Jesus? He'd be like, oh, Jesus was cool. Back in the day, me and Jesus used to run together, and then I left Jesus, and I went with, uh, I went with Judas because Jesus was tripping. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm talking about Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, he just finds a way to insert himself into everything. He's very, very narcissistic. Yeah. 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 Usually, the story involves him mentioning it. <laughs>
0: like, what would you have for breakfast? I had sausage, but, you know, I make the food better than they can make it. You're like, nigga, if you don't shut the fuck up. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, You know me, I'm the type of person that during a conversation, I, I can do it respectfully. If I'm having a conversation with TK Kirkland, I'll be like, TK, I think it's kind of interesting how you find a way to make everything relative <laughs> to you. About it, so you, you, tend to, you tend to do that like, he's like, well, actually, I don't. I think that me personally, I'm like, so you're doing it right now. <laughs> you're doing it again, TK. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that, that podcast was funny because you could tell like TK was extremely composed but the women had a lot of energy towards. They like, did. Yeah. A lot of well, stuff he was saying.
0: A lot of women get on the defense when they hear certain words that are triggering. Because yeah. you got to understand the way a lot of women, not a lot, not all, but the way a lot of women react to things from men is based on like this, like an old school man, like get in the kitchen, make me a sandwich type shit. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not on that I energy. I wish we
1: were still in those days.
0: I, yeah. Because them sandwiches was bomb back in the day. Y'all, <laughs> Women sure do know how to make a good sandwich back in that day. What happened to women? No, I'm playing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I think with with him because he's 61 years old, certain things he says, he was like, See, right there, I could get mad because you spoke out of turn, but I didn't. And I and they was like, What do you mean speak out of turn? Yeah, that was getting real. They got super defensive about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing about it, what what they need to understand, it's just like a old let's say an old white man says um, yeah there's some really good color folks out there In Bakersfield right mm-hmm. I'm not going to get offended by an old, uh, elderly white man That calls black people colored You know why? Because his echo chamber Or his bubble is his truth And his, his reality And me being cognizant of his Time period I'm not trying to Say what he's saying is okay But I know what he's about So I'm not going to get offended mm-hmm. But what women do is they get super Defensive when a man is 61 Now here's the difference I'm 36. If I talk to a woman like that and say, you're talking out of turn, I think that you being super angry at me, I think it's valid. I think Mm -hmm. it's a valid response. Mm -hmm. But a 61-year-old man, you need to understand that this man is old enough to be your father, but he comes from a totally different time period where
1: that was not an issue. I think that in that moment, um, the the idea of talking out of turn is kind of like, I I mean, we understand the ramifications of that, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as like... Even a child speaking out of turn or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. back in the day, if men were talking, a woman, you know, she got to say excuse me before she sp- speak or something like that. But in that conversation, they were like cutting each other off constantly. Yes, yeah. And I think the whole speaking out of turn maybe could get lost in the sauce of mm-hmm. just the, the terminology he mm-hmm. was using. But they weren't letting him finish a sentence They out of times. They weren't. They were cutting him off.
0: Yeah, they weren't. So I think that he may have used the wrong bit to them. Because mm-hmm. they live there, she Weezy is only thirty, and uh, the uh, uh, what's the forgot her name. Um, Nyla Nyla is only 26 mm-hmm. so you got two young women
1: that live in a totally different world than you do
0: yeah you know and um,
1: Nyla is a woman in a more probably predominantly male mm-hmm. industry so she may feel slighted sometimes and yeah uh, mm-hmm. y- you know how many times a lot of men in, in spaces that are older
0: say things that ain't right like every other word yeah the bitch did this and the bitch went over there then a the bitch <laughs> and it's like bro that's why I don't call women bitches mm-hmm you know, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it is like me and Keith come from a, we've, I'm not going to, I don't know how to really explain it, but we understand the endless nuances of how to speak and what to say. For example, if I'm talking to a woman and she's yelling at me like, why are you doing it? I'm like, hey, 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 I'm talking to you. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk. We don't got to yell. I'm not a threat. Let's, let's talk. Yeah. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. talk. And then I think she's more likely to bring her tone down and if she doesn't then i'm gonna walk away good luck (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying what i would do yeah say hey look i'm not i'm not going against you yeah let's talk let's talk let's talk and the thing about it is 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 women will women will take any small thing that you say and try to use it against you when they're mad because it's only confirming their bias against you in that moment Mm -hmm. so for example if you say hey hey Let's just talk like adults. You saying I'm not an adult? Oh you saying, God. oh my! You saying I can't talk like an adult? Is it a problem? And they start wiggling their body like this. You saying I'm not an adult? I'm titties like titties
1: bouncing everywhere. Titties
0: everywhere. I'm like your titties look good, but you mad. You need, <laughs> you need to calm down. You okay? got mad titties. Your titties is mad right now. <laughs> a lot of
1: anger in them titties. You, that's what academics. I'm calling the cops, huh? That's what academics. That fake tweet that came out. About oh, my dad. God. Yeah. yeah titties. But it
0: was about a, a bad baby. But she was only like 16 bad at the time. Daddy. But it was a fake account.
1: Mm-hmm. Or no, he got hacked.
0: Mm. He got hacked. And he said, dang, she got some mad titties for 16 years. <laughs> so, that was wild. That was hilarious. That was yo. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't believe in yelling. I believe in conversations. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it's like I think what happens is is and this is not just women but like as a man, if a woman's yelling at you, yelling like furiously angry, you have to breathe, take a breath and talk to her calmly. And the reason why is because you're going to end up saying some shit you don't really want to say. You she je-
1: already did it. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Awesome. <laughs> you know what, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why you don't yell man you yeah. gotta calm down yeah, you gotta calm down crazy. you need to lead the conversation
1: you'll say something very triggering yeah,
0: yeah you but you gotta also understand that a lot of times when women be doing shit like that it's coming from a tra- traumatic space mm-hmm. maybe they had an ex or they have people or, or the, the people they commonly have arguments or talk to they be yelling back and forth but mm-hmm. yelling is not a form of communication it mm-hmm. is only you're only displaying rage and also if we if you're yelling at me at some point, I start to feel like you don't respect me. If you don't respect me enough to talk to me in a respectful tone, then you got you to go. go.
1: The thing, the, the cool part <laughs> about it, I was talking to my little brother about this, too. He, he was saying, like, sometimes if, uh, if you're a very chill person and you, that's not even your natural energy as far as yelling and all the rah-rah stuff, it may come off as you don't care.
2: Oh, So
1: it's like, like you, you better yell at me. Yeah.
0: Why don't Why don't you yell at me?
1: Yeah. yeah. I
0: thought you loved me, Keith. Yeah. You yell at me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but
0: uh, oh man, imagine if you imagine if you just like a really laid back, quiet dude, and you having sex, and she's like, yell yeah, oh my god, just please yell at me, <laughs>
2: yeah. yell at
0: me, <laughs> like, roar, roar." <laughs> I'm so mad at you. <laughs> Why are you whispering in my ear? I told you to yell at me. <laughs> that's crazy. I think I think I don't believe this for all women, but I believe there are some women that genuinely believe that arguments are healthy for relationships,
1: yeah, they really believe that's it. I mean I've heard that before. Yeah. It's not
0: arguments are not healthy at all mm-hmm. when you discussions are healthy, yeah, not arguments mm-hmm. and and arguments are people yelling, and what happens ultimately is if it goes there you're just trying to one up the person and offend them yeah and then in that moment i don't think it's cool to come back later and say i'm sorry i didn't mean it yes you did yeah you can't come back that the the next day yeah that thought thought about it yeah that thought in your mind that you told me has been lingering in your mind for a while Mm -hmm. and you unpacked it on me in a moment of rage which Mm -hmm. means it's been there for a while yeah if okay, there are two ways you know somebody is telling you the dead truth and how they feel about you. One of them is when they are in a moment of rage and you're, they're yelling and screaming at you, or when they're intoxicated. Mm-hmm. If a person's intoxicated, they'd be saying wild shit like, "You know what? Like, I should have broke up with you a long time ago, but like, you're cool and I love you." But it's like, whoa, what's yeah. going on? And then, and then you the next day you'd be like, "Do you know what you said to me?" They'd mm-hmm. be like, "No, I was really drunk." It's mm-hmm. like, oh no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Yo. Yeah. I, Your ass got to go. Yeah. What's that, dude? Bubba Dub. You got to go. Mm. Trash. (laughs) Trash. (laughs) All right. Switching gears. Um, Rihanna. This is one of the biggest stories as of recent. Rihanna is pregnant by rapper ASAP Rocky. Congratulations. Congratulations to 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 Rihanna. Yeah. Shine bright like a diamond. Congratulations to ASAP Rocky too. Yeah. Mm. Shine bright like a diamond.
1: We just, we're just going to throw some auto tune on.
0: I am pregnant. Oh, you got to throw it on there. Mm-hmm. I am pregnant by Ace Abaraki.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <coughs> yeah, shout out to them, man. They're both having their first child, which is very, yeah, that's, that's very. That's astor- a rare thing yeah. I mean,
1: today to, you know, two people in their 30, 33, I think, to, to be having their first child. Yeah. Which is, you know. Yeah, both in their 30s, early 30s. She's 34 or 33. I think they're both 33, but I'm not sure.
0: I think that's a great age, man. I I'll be, I'll be honest. The reason why I say that is is because you've gotten through a lot of life. You've had a mm. lot of life experiences whether you you had the whole phases and you dealt with bad people or you you know whatever the case and now you finally find this person. Mm-hmm. And and I really want to shout out Rihanna and I want to shout her out because she You could tell when when women do things like this, it's almost like they've really waited for the right man with enough integrity to have a baby by. When a woman feels safe and secure enough, and I don't think it's about money. Rihanna has all the money she needs. She been with a billionaire. She been with a billionaire. She's a billionaire herself and was in a relationship with a billionaire and never got pregnant by him. Yeah. So that says a lot about ASAP Rocky. Maybe she feels safe with him that he would be a actual good father. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to shout out all the women out there that's in their late 20s or in their early to mid to late 30s that have not had kids. And there was a woman on TikTok that talked about like her situation. And she was, she was like 37 or something. She had her first baby at 36. And she said, like, I'm, I'm actually very blessed that I waited. She said, I have a great job. You know, my husband, my now husband, he has an amazing job. Um, we have enough money to provide for our child and pay for all the child care. We have great insurance. You know, all these things she talked about. She said, I'm so thankful that I did not have a kid in my earlier years in my 20s because I was too wild. She said I was uh, financially unstable. And he said some of the men that I was dealing with was just trash ladies take a take a take a page out of her book yeah a lot of men are not worthy of being fathers stop getting pregnant by these motherfuckers i'm, I'm sorry and i'm not trying to down men only because women make fucked up decisions too but as a man i'm just saying stop allowing these dudes to get you pregnant a lot of men cannot lead themselves so they cannot lead a woman or a family mm-hmm. so stop getting pregnant by these bums Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden now you got an issue because the dude, he done got four or five other women pregnant. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. now you got a dude that can't even be a father because he got to sleep. He got to. It's some dudes that's so sorry. They got to use their dick as a form of currency. Sometimes a man's dick is the only thing that's going good for
1: him. Yeah. I know there's a guy (laughs) that I know personally that is that's his story. Like, you know all he got going for himself or that's that was his insecurity like i'm not a i'm not a good person i don't look that good whatever but you know i can sexually please a woman
0: yeah that's that's sad though man Mm -hmm. if a woman if a woman is willing to sacrifice her integrity and everything just for some dick that's terrible yeah now let's be clear women are human too they got needs so if you just fucking somebody you a grown woman you could do that
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but don't get pregnant by the motherfucker yeah that's just dumb yeah that's just straight up dumb you have no support and if you complain like it's so hard being a single mother i I get it i get it but you should have had a baby by a better man and even if you are a single mother if you have a man who is a great support system it makes it a lot easier than a motherfucker that all he had going for him was dick yeah like that looks he don't even man this motherfucker don't even need a credit card he got instead of american express he got american dick (laughs)
1: that's <laughs> so all they got going for <laughs> Nah, it, it's. I think it's, uh, I hope this is an example for a lot of people out there. And it's not the, you know, completely ideal, you know, when we think about, you know, the the, the American family where they get married and then they have a child and all that. But just for uh, like in a, in a modern day's term to have waited till you in your 30s. You got it. She done accomplished all she wants to out of life. Yep. ASAP Bracky has already been a uber successful, you know, hip hop artist and stuff like that. He's in the and fashion they, too. Yeah, and they're both in a space in their life. And when you I mean, you can't tell everything from the outside of, right. you know, people's relationships. Um but when we when we do see you know this situation, like we said, thinking about their age, thinking about how they revealed the pregnancy, yeah. um, thinking about you know that the fact that they had already had you know some sort of relationship before and they kind of doubled back, yeah. you know when they were much more mature in life. Thinking about the fact that Rihanna had has dated um, a few different celebrities and athletes and stuff like that, and you know maybe it was a timing thing, maybe it was a the person thing but you know for whatever reason those people weren't you know good enough to be the father of her child so I just think like this is you know hopefully you know a lot of the young younger women out there that look up to her would um, take this as an example of you know taking your time to find that partner that you want to actually have. And
0: and I heard some people saying some wild shit about ASAP Rocky like oh my god why would she get pregnant by him (laughs) like all he gonna do is treat her wrong and cheat on her that's what all these men do and it's like first of all Stop using your life experience as everyone else's. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Second of all, you don't know what can happen to a man. I've I've seen what you know how they, that that uh, I guess that um, not idiom or or term or whatever people use. Like you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. That's a lie. That's a lie. There are a bunch of women I know back in college that was the biggest hoes. That was fucking everybody, but they are great mothers now mm-hmm. and great wives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same thing with men. Men that was getting a bunch of pussy. It's some dudes that are pussy monsters, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) A guy like ASAP Rocky's probably getting all the ass he wants. But here's the difference. When you get that one woman and you have that connection with her, you you're not you and you realize eventually you're not missing out on anything. You've had as much pussy as the eyes can see, but you got this woman in front of you that is awesome. And now she about to have your baby. The amount of responsibility that you may feel, you like, I ain't never cheating on her. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good, I'm done. I've had my experiences in life. I'm thirty-some mm-hmm. year old man. I've gotten as much pussy as the world can give me. Mm-hmm. I have something more powerful now. I have something more important, and yeah. I think that there are men that can embody that experience and not fuck it up. Yeah, they, and I don't know why they they've made men the most unloyal um people ever but they i the men that i know that i affiliate myself with don't be cheating on their wife yeah you know what i mean yeah so
1: i i could believe that asap rocky could 100 percent be a faithful man and a father and yeah. whatnot yeah i think you know and i and i you know who knows the terms of their relationship or the yeah. type of you know things that they allow and don't allow in their <laughs> right. relationship. we don't know but, um yeah i mean you got rihanna bro like you know, mm-hmm. you know anybody could get cheated on holly berry beyonce all these people but yeah i just feel like if you double back and then you do, do end up having a child with a person like you don't want to screw that up no you know for some for some side chick or whatever um mm. but i think it's uh uh asap rocky needs a lot of credit too because oftentimes dudes could you know end up having a baby you know With some scallywag that they, Mm -hmm. you know, don't even have a real relationship with. So, you know, just have, just him even having a discipline to not, you know, have a child prior to, you know, this 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 relationship is uh, something to be applauded to. Um, But yeah, it's just it's just it's a good thing, man. I I hope everybody out there, you know, the haters and whatever, like y'all, just gotta, um, you know, eat your words. I think they have a beautiful. Thing going and you know hopefully this is uh you know they could be like the next uh example of you know a good relationship out there because we see too, especially on the back of Kim Kardashian and, oh uh, and Kanye West you know on Instagram communicating with each other they're arguing about their child on TikTok and you just see like the the worst of the worst That's but terrible. you know I think it's 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 just good to see like really good solid relationships
0: yeah Kanye was saying all kind of fucked up shit about Pete Davidson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pete Davidson don't give a fuck. Yeah, Pete da- I, Pete da- I think he cares. He might care, but Pete Davidson eating ass. He ain't really worried. He yeah, ain't, he ain't worried. I think every time Kanye say something about uh, Kanye say something bad about Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson going right over there to the fuck Kim Kardashian.
1: Yeah, but it's Kanye West though. Like he is a you know he's a very powerful person. He is, but he needs to do something about those boots. Fuck. (laughs) He he hasn't
0: taken them off. Take them off, nigga. (laughs) Fuck. Take those goddamn boots off, man. Yeah. Those are some giant boots. I bet you they... They just disgust you. They look like they stank. Yeah. Like, he take them off and they just stank. like, Kanye, you think you want to change those boots? I am a god. I don't need to change my boots. (laughs) Like, nigga, if you don't shut your crazy ass up. (laughs) I am Da Vinci. I am Leonardo
1: DiCaprio. (laughs) He was throwing out all these names and nobody knew what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah, six, seven, eight years ago, niggas did not know these names. Yeah, he's like, the Medici brothers. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah, even Elon Musk. We didn't really Disney. know who he was. We knew who Walt Disney was. That's when we yeah. was like, okay, okay, Kanye, I hear you. <laughs> Everybody else is like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> Nestle Crunch.
0: <laughs> you know who you are, Nestle. <laughs>
1: Oh like, hey, man. This was a wild. Somebody it was a wild uh screenshot that he showed where uh, Kim Kardashian's cousin had uh texted him basically saying like I'm on your side. I don't think uh that North should be on mm-hmm. uh, on TikTok especially going live and stuff like that. And then the next one I think he said something like, "I appreciate, you know, all, all, you know, your sentiments. Thank you, or whatever." And then the next message under that was like, "Hey, I was trying to buy some Yeezys on Stock Exchange. I was wondering no! if this is, I was wondering if this is like a good place to go." And then he was like, "Respectfully, do not mention like my shoes in this conversation." So, oh yeah. my gosh, she was just trying to coerce him into getting some shoes. That's wild. That's wild. I
0: hope she wasn't trying to get them fucking boots he had on. <laughs> she was trying to get some easy. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, Kanye is like a character now. Yeah, it's so it's so unfortunate. Kanye West is like one of the greatest musicians ever to walk this earth, but he's just kind of being dwindled down into this TMZ. Kanye West is Kanye West is dressed like a boss on a video game, <laughs> 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 like when you beat all
0: the bad guys, yeah. And now at the end, you got to fight Kanye with those boots, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he is dressed like the boss from sonic the hedgehog yeah i was thinking that in my <laughs> head right now right you they should just put boots. they should just put kanye and
1: fucking sonic <laughs> oh that movie's that movie's coming out soon yeah part two uh i didn't even see the first one i haven't seen the first one either but i seen the trailer for the second one and it got knuckles in it that mug look fire really yeah i just hate what they really did like i'm used to it being a cartoon
0: and they made <clears> sonic <throat> look kind of weird what you mean
1: they just made Sonic look weird.
0: Like, the the way they had him looking, like, I don't know. He looked fine to me. They did, did they have look-
1: him weird originally, but they redesigned him. They redesigned him, him that's mm-hmm. right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there. they redesigned him. Yeah, that first that's one. So, that's so crazy. Like, that, first of all, it's extremely expensive Expensive mm-hmm. to uh, to animate anything. Yeah. But for them to go back, and then it ended up working out, I think, yeah. that's like, you know, I always try to find these, like, little stories and, and uh, find the, you know, the thematic lessons in there but you know for them to like you know put out a whole entire product the people didn't like it they was trending on Twitter and then they was like hey guys we heard you we're gonna go back and redesign mm-hmm. it and then double back make a successful movie yeah. um, enough to you know make a part two and now the part two looks like it's gonna be better than the first one yeah the one I seen he look decent in now mm-hmm. so I, it, the first one that shit
0: looked crazy though yeah it looked really weird I man. was like this nigga look Sonic the Hedge- Hedgehog is on meth
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sonic was looking like he was on some perk on
1: some perk thirties. And again, a studio of future. Perkus <laughs> set, Molly Perkus set, Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm a
0: motherfucking, bitch. <laughs> Yo, future just like at some point he just start mumbling. Like, I'm up the and that Oh, yeah. I'm gonna send them showing
1: the yeah. I'm like, bro, I have no idea what you saying. I seen the most funny video. It was a guy, he does these uh I wish I knew his name. He put up only half his face. Uh-uh. No, oh. no, it wasn't that. He uh, he was reacting to um, the double XL cipher with.
0: Uh, oh, you sh- you sent that to me. Yeah, it was with a uh, uh, designer,
1: designer, yeah. and uh, Lil Dicky and Anderson Pack. Yeah, yeah Anderson was, Pack's verse was so trash. Bro. It was terrible. Oh my god! He was just saying. He was just saying sentences. He's like, "That's right, yes, Lord." <laughs> <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. And she got a fat ass. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Dr. Dre Simon, yes sir. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's when he had that big cracked tooth in the front too. Oh
1: man. But, the, but his reaction to designer just mumbling was hilarious, man. Cause designer was just making sound effects. <laughs> he wasn't he was <laughs> I'm about to give it oh, oh, this, yeah. Uh, and woo, I'm just woo. quoting him, so don't, you know, don't cancel me for this. Yeah. But he stopped, and like designer was like, Here, did Who did did And he just paused it, and he was like, "Bro, I really think designer is retarded."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember
0: that. That shit had me dying, bro. Uh, <laughs> Cause designer be doing, and be like, "Kia, Kia, Kia, Kia!" I've never seen a human being do that. I don't even know how he makes that sound. Bro, the shit I see on TikTok be killing me. There's this dude I don't follow him, but like he basically posts like, a, you know how you know how like Chinese food comes in that white box with the open lid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's this dude. That I guess he gets like Chinese food or whatever, and he like grabs the lid, like grabs it and he opens it up. And then he puts the camera towards his face and he like yells, like, oh, right? <laughs> and somebody was like, this nigga ain't human. <laughs> 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 oh man, I was uh, crying. I swear, yes, man. Oh bro, TikTok is oh bro. You gotta be careful. You will get sucked into TikTok, bro. Yeah. Cause I sometimes I'll be swiping through and then what's funny is the way my algorithm works. Me and Keith almost might have the same algorithm. Cause he'll see me he'll send me some shit that I already seen.
1: Yeah.
0: And vice versa. Mm-hmm. And uh but with me, bro. I just be dying like scrolling through there and it was bad as when it's late and I'm supposed to be going to bed and then each time I keep swiping the next it's TikTok is funnier than the concept. last one. Yeah,
1: whoever wrote the algorithm I uh, I just want to give you a hug. Cuz that might be on point. Uh, yeah, recently <clears throat> you just sent me uh it was like cuz we, we don't follow like
0: the the the, the like half naked thought uh, mm-hmm. freaking twerking people they pop but, up
1: on the live. They, they pop
0: up on the lives mm-hmm. though. And this girl I guess this girl was getting fucked on live. <laughs> But she like you can only see half her body. You just hear like, so a, like her titties
1: a, is just like you, you
0: hear like a like a smacking noise. Yeah, and it's real low. And she's and like he has some
1: music you know. playing in the background. Yeah, and like
0: and, and it's like and then Keith had sent it to me, and, and but I was like, what is this? So I clicked on it, and it's a live video, and this girl's like, I guess she's in the process of bouncing or getting hit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why is this shit on? How here? is this
1: even legal? How's this
0: even legally on TikTok? They got to get this shit off of there.
1: Yeah, it looked like if anybody knows the um, D'Angelo video where people assumed that he was probably getting head during the video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's wild. They got to fix
0: that. Yeah, they got to get that shit out of there. All right, switching gears. Um, Fresh and Fit Podcast. Um, I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with it, but it's basically a platform with these two guys that talk about, you know, um, <clears throat> it's two guys that, that talk about the subject of women. And woman nature and all of these things, and talk about being an alpha male in the red pill theory or the manosphere, right? And here's the thing: I, I don't totally discredit people, so I will say this. I feel like all of their information is not bad. I feel like a lot of it, um, a lot of what they talk about is, you know, uh, valuing yourself, or they talk about fitness, getting in shape, um, having value. But to me, a lot of their ideology is woman hate though. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's very woman haty.
1: <laughs> woman haty.
0: The reason why I say that is because the type of women they have on that platform are trash. They get a bunch of they get a bunch of women that's like on OnlyFans or strippers, they never get women with integrity to be on that platform. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand that although there are some women that are cutthroat that ain't no good, like when you have a platform that's pretty much designed to um to 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 have these low dwelling women on your platform it's not really helping the young men that subscribe to you and the thing about it what what i get from them is this what i get from fresh and fit podcast is they were men that were rejected a lot that they probably got treated like shit by women and now they have this platform and they and they just be wilding. Because I've heard some shit they said. And I'm like, come on, this is not cool.
1: Yeah, they mentioned that, though. They mentioned that, you know, they weren't getting women, you know, at a certain point in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, what you need to understand, though, is, like, even if you're not getting with women like that, like, you need to work with the reality yeah. that women don't owe you shit. And that's cool. And if they're not fucking with you, cool. Just work on yourself, work on bettering yourself. And what you do is you give your shit, you give your shot shot you give your yourself a better chance at getting the woman you want when you stay focused on your life and bringing value to yourself that's mm-hmm. the that's the best advice that you can give now let's be very clear um now m- for me there have been times i've learned from pain i've learned from women dogging me out and i learned from being a simp and doing a doing more for women than they did for me and i've i've learned about women through many different ways but I don't hate women because I know they're not all like that. Mm -hmm. But with this platform, I think it's doing a bad job because they're galvanizing the wrong men. They're Mm -hmm. galvanizing young men that um, are learning to hate women. And they're using these like these social platforms and it's making men and women hate each other. Women are using like um, certain platforms and music and shit to hate men. And it's men hating. It's like a reaction to one another. Mm -hmm. And it's like with women they got was this hot girl, uh, was it uh, what, was it? city girls, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, get his money. and Hot girl summer and yeah, all that. Yeah, get his money and leave him and mm-hmm. they're going to use you, girl. You might as well use them. And it's like there are women that literally buy into this ideology mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm going to use men because they want to use me. And it's like the problem ultimately is the energy. Mm-hmm. Your energy is fucked up. If you think that men want to use you, that's your problem. Mm -hmm. like and the thing about it if you feel if you like if you're cognizant enough of yourself and your energy you wouldn't even deal with men like that but it's the fact that men and women so stupid they hate each other and now they start these platforms and you got guys like dude fresh and whatever the dude's name is these dudes they don't talk about how it's okay to love a woman Mm -hmm. they don't talk about how eventually this game that you playing gonna stop Like, the shit that they telling young men, it probably can help you get pussy. I'm sure it will. I'm sure your chances of getting more pussy is going to go up. But when you finally find a woman that you love and you want to be with, it's not going to work no more. Mm -hmm. You're just going to be this dude using these toxic traits on a good woman, and it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, I think think that, like, just the idea of, like, and I, I think these, I don't know how old these guys are. Ah, in the thirties, at least, right? I think they are. I think they. Yeah, late twenties, thirties, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Like that, that game is uh, very tiring. Yes, I think if they try to, um, if, they, if well, one, if they were much younger, I would, you know, think that their lessons were, you know, much more palatable. I guess, but these are these are people that um, they're trying to like preach this young men's game right. almost after living like they have a second shot at life in a sense <clears throat> because you know maybe when they were uh, a little bit younger in their early 20s and their late teens they probably weren't uh, one they weren't as popular or famous as they they are now so they don't have the reach or the resources to to get these type of women um and two it just it just didn't work out for them so I think for them to be preaching this message and um One is just kind of like it's just sick. And I think that a message that that we speak about as far as like interacting with women or getting women is much more realistic and it's much uh, and it's just better for your your mental health. Um, These are guys that are, you know, the way they even speak about women like, you know, um, I tell a woman exactly what I want. I'm just playing the odds and, you know, these, and then even the the type of women that they're bringing on their platform, they're bringing on these OnlyFans, uh, you know, women were OnlyFans and it'll be like five or six of them and they are not the most well-spoken women a lot of times and these are guys that they know that can take advantage of these women because they have a platform, they have money, they have a certain certain level of power and so, you know, these women might be in awe and they might be, you know, just glad to, to, to be given a platform and yeah. I just I just think that when it comes to uh, I just wish that we can change the dynamics of you know how we interact with you know the people you're attracted to I think that um, I, you know after you get out of your early 20s and stuff like the idea of games should just, just go away yeah. I think you know when you start to get in your late 20s and 30s you want to eventually you probably want to settle down in those games that you were playing in your early 20s it just don't it just don't work like i think something that's much better for you know trying to build real relationships is one working on yourself like the first and foremost you need to work on yourself like don't be trying to holler at every single woman that's you know that's in your vicinity on your right, in, right. on your social media. If you don't, if you haven't even put the work in on yourself, right? That's true. Um, I think you also need to get rid of this idea of game. Like when yeah. it comes to like meeting women, interacting with women, I think there should be an organic uh, way that you you just kind of communicate. Whether yeah. it's you know you have common interest or yep. you know you find interest in something that they're doing, or you know you mention it all the time, like if you're in a store and a woman is um, Getting some cereal or something, you may, you know, crack a little joke here, like, oh, that's my favorite cereal, or I used to eat that back in the day, but it put me on the toilet or whatever the case may be. And I wouldn't leave it that much. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think, like, you know, just, I just, I think, like, when you start to get a little bit older, um, you are looking for something that just resonates with you a little bit more. And I think that the game that they're playing is just such a young man's game. And I think it's also dangerous for, you know, a guy, say a guy like, like, um, like that is, you know, like our peers trying to, uh, or they're watching this podcast, and they're trying to adopt that mentality at 35, 36 years old. It's like, bro, you're gonna live a, you don't live a ho- terrible life trying to do this, you know, in your 30s. Yeah, I think those girls that come on
0: that show, I don't think that they're just in awe. They probably could be, but more or less, they talk about women using men, but they're using you. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to bring more attention to their OnlyFans platform. Yeah. So it's like, these women don't give a fuck about you talking bad about them. They're making money off y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm what, sure
1: there'll be people following them
0: afterwards. What, what they, what, what, here's the thing. What they, what I, I look at them as simps with power. That's all it is. Yeah. They basically simps with power. They are disgruntled simps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't want to shit on fresh and fit. But I, I mean, there's a certain stuff that's just trash. The fact that they yell and scream into the, uh, the microphone, calling women bitches and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not with that, man. I ain't with that. Um, and also what people don't realize is part of being a man or, or having more value as a, as, as a man is actually respecting women. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because if you have value, uh, let me go ahead and backtrack real quick. let us I'll come back to this. But um, you talked about game earlier. Game is dead. You should not have game. You should have value. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Value is the new game. If you're a person that's well-spoken, you smell good, you got a nice smile, you know, whatever the case, you've worked on yourself, you make a decent amount of money. When you display interest in a woman... And it's organic, like you mentioned, at the store, right? Mm-hmm. If you see a woman at the store with some cereal or some shit or whatever she has, you would be like, oh, that cereal is bomb. I just got that last week. When she doesn't engage with you in a conversation, she's very short-ended, leave her alone. Move on, mm-hmm. right? She does not like you. I feel like it's more organic when I can try to be start a small conversation instead of saying, "Hey, I think you're beautiful." My name is Eddie. That's played out. Mm-hmm. that shit don't work no more. Mm-hmm. Women get women are overly validated in today's society. They wake up to good morning texts from dudes that don't even like them. They just want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. It's the truth. Yeah. Women wake up to a bunch of good morning texts. They wake up to a bunch of inboxes and they and they thing. There was this dude that created a fake profile as a pretty girl. He created a fake profile, and he had so many messages in his shit. He's like, "Oh my God, this is overwhelming." Mm-hmm. It was so many men that were in the inbox, and this is what a lot of women go through. And I just don't think that you walking up to a woman telling her she's beautiful is going to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't the 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 uh, the uh, the freaking um uh, what do you call it the. Uh, compliments don't start coming until we you know I really have a reason to tell you something kind mm-hmm. you know I don't leave with because when men lead with compliments it's kind of disingenuous it's like I'm giving you a compliment in hopes that you like me yeah that's
1: not that's not a genuine thing to do yeah they the, the, yeah the, there's uh, you're doing it with an intention
0: yeah I didn't walk over here and tell you I, I'm not <clears throat> like when a man walks up and tells you you're beautiful it could mean anything mm-hmm. he probably walked up because you had a really big booty and your booty is so big that he can't believe it. And you might not be all that beautiful, but he wants your booty. Mm-hmm. That's all that's really going
1: on. Yeah, cold, I've buddy.
0: seen dudes walk up to girls and be like, and I've heard this before, so I'm just going to be very, very honest. They'd be like, man, she kind of ugly, but she got a big booty. I'm like,
1: hey, girl, you so beautiful.
0: Yeah. And the girl's like, thank you. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that this motherfucker just going over there because she got ass.
1: Yeah. A fat ass would turn a five into a dime.
0: Man, we don't got that luxury for us. Yeah, Man. what is?
1: It? I don't. Yeah, I don't know if a guy you it, like being ugly with a big dick don't work. Yeah, because you gotta. <laughs> you, can, you don't see it outside of. You know, you have to make it that far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta.
0: Before you know what's going on down there, you got to get into the bedroom. Yeah, you're get yeah. it there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: there. I, I don't. I what's what's? I think you know what? I take that back. I think the heir parent to a woman that's funny looking with a big booty is probably an ugly dude with a lot of money.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that I think that'll do it. Yeah, I think that'll that do it. hmm <laughs> Yeah. Ah, that's so crazy. Yeah. I, I think I am I'm, I'm very curious to see how like um money changes the people around us. You yeah. know? Not that I'm like hoping that we have these weird people coming around, but I, I'm just Curious to know, like, you know, what that what that feels like, like the cousins or the, the amount of uh, women in the DMs and all this different stuff. I'm just curious to know, like what that looks like.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It it, it changes people like a motherfucker. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's for damn sure. Um, but I, I will say this, too, though. I think um, when they talk about value or they talk, I've heard them say things like sex is not for a woman's pleasure. Mm hmm. Like sex is for a man's pleasure. It's not for women. And I'm like, dog, that's wild to say that. Mm-hmm. Like women supposed to be. Women, first of all, women don't even be coming like that. Mm-hmm. Women could go their life only coming a few times during sex. Mm-hmm. Like the the numbers are out there. Like if you if you're dealing with a woman and that's your lady, bro. And I'm not trying to be like super graphic, but you need to be doing something else, man. Yeah. If you having sex with a chick and she is not coming at all. Yo, fat. You talk. You can't be acting like I'm this alpha male and your girl ain't even coming.
2: Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm.
0: You ain't eating. You ain't eating no types of pussy. DJ Khaled said, "Yeah, man, I don't do that." DJ
1: Khaled is yeah.
0: I don't like, bro. Why. You fat. So all you doing is probably busting off fast, and now you just lay there fat. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine having sex with DJ Khaled and he fat and he ain't eating no pussy. <laughs> And he probably busts in probably two minutes. We the best. And lay his fat ass down. <laughs> Better go eat some pussy, man. Stop playing around. Because the thing about it is is like like if you understand the science behind women's bodies, you know that a lot of them
1: don't come through, you know, um, they don't come through just sex. DJ Khaled also has a poor diet. Yeah. So, I mean, eating pussy can't be no worse than the food you be consuming. <laughs> All uh, kind of hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, you just say
0: caviar. You can't eat no pussy. <laughs> oh man, that's wild, yo. I just think a lot of men have a very skewed view of what masculinity is and, yeah. what, and what it is to ha- be actually a high value man.
1: This is like this. There's this, uh, like this hyper. Uh, or this extremist reaction to Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what it is. It, it's like the you know the, the the film or the movie where the kid was bullied as a child right. and then he turns into the supervillain or something yeah, like that. It's the same. It's you know,
0: the same, same shit. Yeah. It is an a, a extremist reaction and I, women have the same extremist
1: reaction where you, you better use him before he uses you and it's like yeah. This is not real, folks. Yeah. Stop. There's a lot of like really good women, a lot of really good guys out here that don't yeah. fall into these extreme. It's nuts. Views. I've seen, I've even seen women use
0: acting mean as a defense mechanism. And then once you like, once you get that guard down, they just like a fucking pussycat. Yeah. The really kind, really nice girls that act mean because they use it as a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I'll call women out when they do it. I'll be like, hey, I know you're acting mean, but I think you're a really cool person. Yeah. And I'll laugh and they'll they'll start laughing and they'll feel more comfortable with me Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm like politely calling you on your shit without being a dick about it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like women have developed these traits. Men have developed these traits and it's very toxic and it's and it's very childlike and it needs to stop Mm -hmm. and it's grown people doing it. Yeah, People my heads. age and older <clears throat> acting like this,
1: bro. If you ever see that podcast, you realize it's a bunch of niggas with uh, ones on their head because their hairline is receding and oh they're trying my to hang God. on so they edge up and you know they may begin to spray. You know, it, le,
0: like le, that. Let me tell you this, too. And there's a lot of insecurities with that one dude. I forgot his name. The one that has the receding hairline in the back of his head. If you're such a high-value man, why are you insecure? You're holding on the hair that's trying to fucking leave. <laughs> That's very insecure. Just shave your fucking hair. Shave it off. Mm -hmm. If you're such a high value man, look, at the end of the day, my my hairline's fucking gone. It's been gone for years. But, like, I just cut my hair off because I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. But I see these dudes up there talking about how high value they are. And, you know, there's some men that have a lot of insecurity. Look, LeBron James, one of the best basketball players ever, his hair is fucked up. Fucked up. You know, he has a lot of insecurities. His hair was falling out during a game. You see that? Mm -mm. Dude, he had a piece of his hair falling out during the game. And fucking AD was like, yo, your hair coming out. Mm. You didn't see that shit? No. Bro, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. His hair was coming out during the fucking game, yo. (laughs) AD was like, yo, your hair. Your hair coming out. (laughs) Mm I was like, yo, LeBron. LeBron went for a layup, but his hair didn't lay up. That shit (laughs) came straight out. Do you see it? Just put like Lebron's Lebron James hair comes out during the game. What is smart more than just smart. Nah, I gotta. I'm I'm still broke, y'all. I got the ads. Man, I should have used mine. I I got YouTube Red. Google Google they saw they, they trying to sell you shit every five minutes on there if you mm-hmm. don't got that fucking red. Oh, this is. Oh God! Just put you. Just put Lebron's hair comes out during the game. You know That's the, what I put. Oh, what? Did but it put? it's just pictures. It's not a video. Oh, it says pictures? Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways. What's it showing? It's a video now. You see AD? <laughs> the person's watching it live laughing? Yeah. I don't want to bore the people
1: with dead air. What? Oh, whatever. You I'm see? It? James' dreams here. Yeah um but yeah i just think these like fresh and fit guys I, I would suggest any man out there that is like you know trying to search for uh the uh, know-how or the wherewithal to s- communicate with women to stay away from this toxic yeah uh um people in general i think yeah. that you know that, that the way the way that they speak about women is not real Mm-mm. it's it's from a standpoint of like I think there's an era in your life where you may be able to adhere to some of the stuff that they speak about. Mm-hmm. Maybe when you're in college, maybe 21. when you fresh out of high school, mm-hmm. or something like that. But as a grown man, you gotta you you gotta focus on you gotta focus on one yourself. You gotta focus on um, you know your 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 mental health, your right. your pocketbook, um, and then also we have to just interact with women um, in a more I going to call it a professional way, but a more organic and a natural way. I'm a more mature like, way. Yeah. We don't have to be out here trying to like holler at every single girl that you see on Instagram no. or sliding in every woman's DMs no. or hollering at every girl that walks by you on the street. Like just live your life and I think I think what we have to lean on too is just the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you when you working on yourself, you better in yourself, you're making more money, you, you working uh you working now, you hitting the gym and stuff like that. These type of interactions are just going to naturally come your way. They like, will one hundred percent. You may find your, um, you may find your wife grocery shop, and you may find your yeah. wife at the gym. You may find, you know, uh, a girlfriend, and you know, just you know, anywhere where you're actually um, working on yourself. So, right. Um, I think that's what we got to start. I
0: doing. think that your, your world and your life experience. Um, should allow you to determine who's decent and who's not. I think if you're in your 30s and you don't know which women is trying to use you or which women is lying or which women doing this, if you don't know that by this age, then your maturity is the problem at that point. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, you should have somewhat of a fucking idea. Instead of just generalizing all oh, women is trying to use you <laughs> or women thinking that every dude is trying to fucking treat them like dirt. Your maturity is the
1: problem in that case.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: you just gotta you gotta grow up, man. Stop. I think some sometimes like we have to stop uh, generalizing groups of or genders and um, look inward and think about like what are we doing to attract these type of a hundred percent. You know, if you're a woman on uh, Instagram and you got booty pics across your timeline and you're only getting dudes that want to have sex with you, then you might want to assess like the yeah. content that you're putting you're,
0: out. You're leading with sex. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are men that do comparable things where they're leading with the idea of money, leading with the idea of a better life. I see dudes on the Internet, man, they'll be like, Just got my new car. I'm trying to figure out what truck I get. Should I get a red one or a new one or a green one? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, should I get the 2022 or should I get a Lamborghini? And -hmm. it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. We know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get people to believe this perceived idea of who you are. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to attract this energy. Don't you dare talk about women trying to use you and your punk ass is on the internet. Asking people what kind of Corvette you should buy, mm-hmm. you knew what the fuck you were doing, bro. Yeah, the same way the girl with them big old titties, she was like, "Oh my god, it's such a hot day." You don't care that it's a hot day; you just want to show your titties. You think I, you think I, we
1: stupid? We can't see it. I feel like it's not that hard to find like a gold digger or something like that. That's very easy to yeah, find. Yeah, it's too, not, too easy. Or to point out, I would say not to find. But yeah, it's like yeah. I, I feel like you know, no matter how successful you are, there is going to be a certain amount of women act. Could just like like you for who you are because yeah. you're also going to meet women that are also you know very successful in their own right mm-hmm. and they don't need your money in any way shape or form. So. Nah, but the only problem with some women that are successful is women women do want to
0: date up or they want to date across. So mm-hmm. some women have an issue if they make let's say some a woman can make like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a year if you only make eighty five to ninety thousand dollars they might feel like they are dating down because sometimes people. Even if they're decent, sometimes some people have a skewed view of the world when they become successful. Yeah. They start thinking everybody like that or they mm-hmm. should be like that, but that's not how the world works.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, not Rihanna, though. Shout out to Rihanna. Shout
0: out to Rihanna, man. Rihanna, yeah, she basically, Rihanna's the star of that relationship. Yeah. Rihanna's baby gonna be like, Daddy and mommy but she just talking to Rihanna. (laughs) 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 No, when she talked to ASAP, she'd be like, pretty boy, Flacco. (laughs) Flacco Jordy. Flacco Jordy. All right, switching gears. Uh, Brian Flores suing the NFL. Uh, Recently, uh, coach of the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores, sued the NFL uh, due to uh was it racial uh discrimin- or, or potential racial discrimination for his job. Uh what the fuck? Where's the goddamn article that I had? Oh my goodness. That's what I hate about this fucking phone. Brian Flores, here we go. Okay. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Gee, it now they've updated the story to Mike McDaniel and the story going around about him. What the fuck? This is so stupid. They took away all the articles.
1: Why don't you uh share the article in your notes? Oh, uh, the what? Why don't you copy the article into your notes? Because it's too much. It's just a link though. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. What I do
0: is I copy it on the internet and I, put, and I, put, I highlight it with a star mm-hmm. so I can just open it up, but that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rolling with the okay anyways, basically because this is I'm having a problem finding this information but the story around the league right now is Brian Flores is it's three teams that he's uh, basically having the racial discrimination lawsuit against and it's um the Broncos, Miami, and what's the other team uh, Texans I think the Texans or Giants Giants my bad mm-hmm. the Giants and these three teams and basically mm-hmm. what's going on is he spoke about you know having a meeting um with the Broncos to get a job and how he wasn't taken seriously. And there's a rule called the Rooney rule that was implemented in two thousand three to make sure that black coaches were getting a fair shake when they go to do these interviews. And I think No that, It was so they can actually get an interview. To get an interview. Yeah. Yeah. But I say getting a fair shake at the interview. But just to, just to get the interview. Yeah. Um I think that's sad in itself in two thousand three, which wasn't that long ago. I graduated in two thousand three. And and people will say and People say, like, oh, well, I don't see the big deal. There's no racial injustice. There's no problems, blah, blah, blah. Um, with Brian Flores, he, he spoke about his specific situation. He said that the owner told him to tank the season so they could get a higher draft pick. <clears throat> he told him he would pay him $100,000 a game to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Brian Flores d- just decided, like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, are you serious?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and also, like, in an interview with Denver – um, they just got him in there for the Rooney Rule, just to use him as a number. And mm-hmm. he felt that they didn't take him seriously because he said that John Elway and another uh, another person that was in that interview both were intoxicated. And they showed up late. And they showed up an hour late. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this. I've seen a lot of people that said, like, man, like, what's up with these black coaches coming out just lying about this stuff? And I thought to myself, why would you assume that they're just lying? Mm-hmm. Have you not done, like, why? why This is the problem that I have with a lot of people. I didn't come out and say, man, Brian Flores, he, uh, like, everybody racist, I'm with Brian Flores. I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. What I said initially is like, yo, this is crazy. I wonder how this is going to turn out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm basically waiting for more information, right? But there are people who are going out on a limb and they're like, yo, what's up with these black coaches lying? Yeah. And it's sad, and what that tells you there is a racial undertone to that. Why? What's the rationale when you say that? Mm-hmm. Is the rationale that um, these black coaches are just mad because they're not getting the jobs and they're retaliating? Are you serious? Is that the rationale? Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm? Is that what you believe? Because that's that's a bullshit statement. Yeah. The reason why the Rooney Rule exists in the first place is because they wasn't hiring black coaches. They was firing them fast too. Mm-hmm. Firing them fast. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately a lot of black coaches just want the same opportunity to be horrible, just like the white coaches.
1: (laughs) Because
0: there's some coaches that's white that suck,
1: and they be around. Jeff Fisher was was fucking terrible. Terrible.
0: Yeah, being black, if you have a losing season, they are gonna fire your
1: ass. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, God damn. And Brian, yeah, who is that? Uh, I think the Chargers uh, coach got out of there pretty quick. Uh, yeah, Lynn. Mm-hmm. But Lynn
0: is now with the Niners. Yeah. As in, uh, uh,
1: uh, He's an, an offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, but he'll be an offensive coordinator now because we just lost um, Mike, uh, Mike McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing about Mike McDaniel, the 49ers offensive coordinator, is he just got a job with the Dolphins, mm-hmm. right? But here's the thing he just got a job with the Dolphins, and Deadspin wrote a hit article. <laughs> Against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. stating that here the Dolphins go again, hiring a white man instead of giving a black man a chance to get the job. Mm-hmm. But here's the funny part: Mike McDaniel is biracial. He's actually black. Right? That's crazy. <laughs> he just looks like Logic, but he's yeah. black. Yeah, and and they had to end up like recanting it. But there are two things that are true. It's true that black coaches are not getting a fair shake, and it's also true that people are hoping that this can happen so they could really push this narrative of race and the problem with race nowadays is it has become so exhausting because there are people that throw the race card out when it's not legit Mm -hmm. and now we get situations where black people or anyone is being treated wrong and no one takes it serious Mm because they have drained the race card so much Mm -hmm. There are really people being racially discriminated against. That's a real fucking issue in the league. Black coaches don't get no... It's a bunch of great assistant black coaches that ain't getting no jobs. Yeah. That's a problem. And people will say, well, you know, Eddie and Keith are speaking as black men. You know, I mean, of course they would be offended. No, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I'm offended that the best coaches ain't getting the jobs. Yeah. I'm not saying black coaches are the best coaches. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... I want the best black coaches to get a job. Keyword best black coaches, not some unprepared, sorry black coach just because he's black, he should get a job. Mm -hmm. I never stated that. I want the best candidate that happens to be black to get the opportunity to get the job. Mm
1: -hmm. And it ain't happening. Yeah. (laughs) He even said that uh, Bill Belichick accidentally texted him. Yeah. Um, congratulations on the new job, but he sent the text to the wrong Brian. Yeah, he sent it to Brian Dayball Mm -hmm. instead of Brian. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) He meant to send it to Brian Dayball, so he fucked up. He congratulated. They hadn't even announced the job yet, so that was the issue with that. They haven't even announced
0: the interview, nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, damn, it's just a good old boys club. Yeah, man. And they they talked about nepotism at that position, too, and they talked about Kyle Shanahan and Mm -hmm. other people that are getting these jobs. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it, though, I actually like Kyle Shanahan. So I don't want to say like it was just... And nepotism isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. Sometimes
1: nepotism is... I mean, like, yo, if you was a father and you wanted to get your son a good, decent opportunity, you would do it too. Yeah, ne- nepotism, in my opinion, is only bad when I'm on the other side of not getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm getting a job. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> then you, you don't get the job, you're going to lie. They call me a nigger. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I am not complaining about nepotism at all. But also, no. like... Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. Yeah, so it, it, you know, if it if it came down to you know, sometimes he play football and the, the coach's son is a quarterback when actually the guy behind him is way better. That's when it starts to become an issue. But, yeah, 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 man. I think this whole and then there was other black coaches that came out. I think Tony Dungy had a
0: conversation. Um, there was a couple. I forgot the other. There's like a few other black coaches that mentioned not having a fair shake. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is the is people that I think people that already feel how they feel are going to say what they want to say oh my god everything's about race Hmm. and these i mean these black coaches are just bitter that they're not getting the job And, and it's like bro
1: just please come out and just say you racist, man. Do uh, do you think, because, um, you know, D'Amico Ryan, he was going, he was uh, interviewing for the Vikings job. Do you think he probably took a step back because he knew all of this was coming Maybe around? multiple
0: things are true. I honestly believe, and I honestly believe this, I think if D'Amico Ryan's wanted that job, he would have got that job. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about pre- He's like, a great coordinator. He's a great defensive coordinator. Yeah. Really good. I think he would, I think he literally would have got a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Right? Regardless of him, him being black, whatever, he would have totally got one. Before this whole Brian Flores shit went on, I really thought that we would not have Jamico Ryan's back because that's how good he was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I honestly think though, too, there could be multiple things could be true. We don't know. I don't yeah. want to get. I don't want to get conspiratorial. But maybe, I maybe think, D'Amico Ryan's did not want the NFL using him as. See, we yeah. hired a black. See, yeah. we hired a black right there.
1: Yeah, and you don't. You never. I mean, obviously, like I would hope in some way, shape, or form. Like you know, these uh, Brian Flores is working with different coaches, mm. uh, you know, black coaches, and he said he has spoke to a lot of different black coaches, and yeah. you know, obviously, these names are going to start coming up, and um, you know, in the court case and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'd be curious to see um, what's going to happen. Yeah, now um, yeah,
0: this has been going on for a while. Um, my thing, my thing, honestly, when stories like this happen, is is I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of black folks that were basically saying like, you know, this is discrimination. This is this. This is that. Blah, blah 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 blah. Even people that don't really frequent football, right? They were just like, oh, this is going on. This is going on. I feel like it's okay, but you never want your emotions to lead. Um, to lead like your uh, you don't want them to be in the lead of what like your rational thinking is Mm -hmm. i think it's sometimes as black folks or just anybody for that matter whether you're black latino or if you if you're a person that happens to be short whatever it is when someone looks like your situation is comparable to yours and something happens to those people usually you go into support for those people but you need to take a step back and say hey and what I, the things that I am supporting or what I'm trying to do, like, let, have I put enough thought behind it? Because here's the thing. Let's backtrack all the way to Je, to uh, Jesse Smollett. Mm-hmm. And we thought about, like, what was going on and how me and you rationalized, like, yo, it's a little bit weird that he was uh, in the winter cold mm-hmm. going to Subway. Yeah. And he kept the noose on his neck when the police got there. Mm-hmm. And then he called himself the the gay Tupac. We were, yeah. Me and you was like, we wasn't like, this is wrong, and that people need to be arrested, and this and that. Mm-hmm. We more or less talked about it in the sense of like, man, this is crazy. If everything lines up, this is wrong. But mm-hmm. it wasn't like, it wasn't, we didn't make any definite statements. He wasn't on my timeline. No. <laughs> people was posting <laughs> pictures of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't on my timeline. I didn't post him on my fucking Instagram. Yeah. But then cool. ter- turned out his ass was lying.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't let anybody make a fool of me. But the reason why I could get behind this situation is because there's there's some information that's incriminating on the NFL right now. Yeah. And 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 what I will say too is is a lot of times as black as black people, no one could ever quantify our experience as black people. So what I do is is I'm hoping that he has enough information to uh like, not so much um.
1: He has enough information to for everyone to see that things are really going on. But the the thing is, is like that don't, I, in my opinion, that don't even matter because <laughs> people are primarily setting their ways. That's true. And then also, they're probably just going to settle. And that's the, yeah, unfortunate, that's the pa- unfortunate part, part thing. about this thing. So they're going to settle. It's going to be an NDA sign where he may not be able to speak about the situation afterwards. Um, You know, they're going to settle for an undisclosed amount and he probably will ride off into the sunset and Mm. none of the information ever comes out. Yeah. NDAs. Yeah. So and and, but the the thing about it, like outside of race or anything like that, um, the whole concussion thing is has nothing to do with race. And the NFL still tiptoes around that subject matter. You know what I mean? Even though there are people that we know has a CTE and, you know, people are committing suicide, they're, you know, abusing their wives, all these different yeah. crazy things that we we know are um, a byproduct of head trauma um, and head trauma from playing football. And the NFL still wants to, you know, smile and giggle and yeah. you know, put these we're doing, you know these things to, to promote safety and we change the design of helmets and all these different things. Um, but they won't even admit it. So, you know, when, when I'm thinking about the NFL in that term or in those, in those terms, I could see, outside of race, I could see how the NFL is lying about this. 100%
0: definitely lying. But, look, you got to understand, the only reason why they make any changes to anything is for liability purposes. Mm -hmm. They want people to see that we've made strides to help our NFL players with these concussions. And we've made this. And now the most latest thing is, in the back of the end zone, end racism. It takes all of us. Man, you motherfuckers ain't care about no racism until Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Yeah. You didn't care even then. Mm-hmm. Until he, he, and then here's the funny thing. Then Kaepernick basically afterwards get blackballed from the league and now you got end racism and it takes all of us. Y'all don't care about no racism, bro. Yeah, bruh. I don't care. Y'all care, the only thing they care about is green, money, that's it. These are old, wealthy white men. They don't care about that. They don't nothing. give a fuck about none of that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody care. And people say like, why is it such a point of emphasis to highlight that they're white? I mean, they're just successful owners of businesses. What people need to understand is 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 this there's a there's a deep historical context that goes down with ownership of massive corporations in america and due to the suppression the intentional suppression of black wealth in america there are a lot of people of color that did not get opportunities to own these massive conglomerates and businesses and and it's not a coincidence that these owners of places happen to be white Mm-hmm. billionaires and they have panels of other billionaires that own these teams mm-hmm. and me i would never sh- never speak poorly of someone because they're successful i just think that you you also need to answer like yo why is every president of the united states been white mm-hmm. we have one black we have one president that was black
1: half a president
0: yeah we had yeah we had basically he was diet black <laughs> he was di- he was diet dr pepper black okay okay <laughs> But think about this. Imagine how it feels to be a person that's a part of this um, institution, I guess you could say, or a part of these teams, and everybody in the upper crust of the business is all white. And this is across the league. Mm -hmm. There's no people that look like me and Keith in these buildings. Now, the rationale of people, well, they just just need to work harder. They just need to work harder and be smarter. If they were smarter, they would get the jobs. That is subliminal racism. Mm -hmm. That's making an implication that Black people stupid and that's why they can't get ownership to places. Yeah. If that's how you think then just admit that you racist. But there, if, there's if, some I'll, I'll, I'll get right with you. Right. There are tons of able people that happen to be of color that have money that can own teams but they don't yeah. because there is there is an antiquated way of business being done in the NFL. Now, I'm not one of the people that would be like crying and kicking and screaming like please Please let us get ownership. We black people, we really... Ne- I'm not on that shit either. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think eventually there will be black ownership but it uh, in certain businesses but, yeah. I mean, that I guess that shit will take time. What, what I'll say, one last thing before I hand it to Keith, is when you talk about racial inequality and race problems, the biggest issue that we have is black people have to worry about race a lot and white people don't have to talk about it or think about it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not white people's fault, but in modern society, they don't get it. They've been the gold standard in America from the since its inception. They've never had to worry about where they were sitting on the bus. They never had to worry about going to this bathroom. They never had to worry about not using their not being able to use their GI bill as a soldier who fought for America. Black men fought in American wars and couldn't even properly get proper education when they got back. They couldn't use their GI bill. This is the fact. So there's been a suppression of wealth, not to mention, I'm 36 years of age. My dad just turned 63, and he was born into a segregated America. Think about that. I am 36 years old, and my father couldn't drink out the same faucet as
1: yours. Go ahead and carry on, Keith. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about it with the NFL and, and black ownership, one, it's like there's only 32 teams, so it's not like there's this huge pool of, you know, opportunity for, you know, black people to, to even get in there. If it's um, – and primarily the the, the, uh, the team stay in the family. Like Genie Buss, I can't imagine them just selling the team just randomly. It's probably going to get passed down through generations where mm-hmm. their sons, nieces, nephews, uncles, or something like that. So same thing with the NFL. I think the last – um, team that was up for sale was the Panthers, if I'm not mistaken. I think that there was a, a bunch of people like Diddy and Steph Curry and a bunch of other people trying to put some money together to to get in into running for it. But it just, it, NFL teams just don't sell that often. So it's going to be hard uh, for um, any of us to get in there. It's just like the good old boys club. It's just a bunch of um, people that are just – like if I say – this podcast is some sort of business that happens to be on autopilot um, I'm not just going to you know when I do get 60 70 years old I'm not just going to sell it to just any random Joe blow I'm going to probably pass it down to to my kids or to my nieces or nephew or somebody like that or my my younger siblings or somebody like that could that could keep the business afloat so um, that's one thing I, I think too like it it' we i think there are a a handful of uh, black people that have the funds um to to get in on on a on a football team but it's uh i think about um the guy that owns the clippers i forget his name he was like the former ceo do i jump out the yeah. one that was doing all the racist shit no, not him. The oh. guy that he bought it from. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's a guy that uh, worked at uh, Microsoft. I forget his name, but um, but th- that's that. Those are the type of people that are buying teams, and he bought the team outright. Like he didn't. It wasn't like he got uh like four or five people together. Like he went and bought the team himself. So it's a, it's a, it's one that teams are rarely ever even sold. You know, you would think about the Niners, like the York family, um, that that team is probably going to stay within that family name for, you know, generations and generations. Um, And then two it's like having the amount of money necessary to even having the cash available to even, uh, you know, purchase these teams when every decade or so there's a new team that comes around or every 20 years, somebody gets in trouble for saying something racist and they have to sell the team or something like that. So it just does it just doesn't happen that often. Even like, um, yo Gotti, he uh he got in on uh like dc united he bought like a a portion uh he got in on the ownership stake of the the soccer team it's just like that those opportunities probably don't come that often in football and they should change and i think that you know i wish that there were um black people that that did own football teams because i think it would change the dynamic of the uh of the nfl for for forever um just having somebody in there but um it's just a. It's just. It's just tough to get in there. It's, it's far easier to be a head coach. It's far easier to be a quarterback. It's far easier to be a wide receiver yeah. on a football team. So
0: you know, what's just weird to me though. I think it's weird that we live in a time where people act like, you know, they will literally say like, you know, racism. Nobody's nobody's really racist anymore. And it's like, you can't quantify that statement. Mm-hmm. We got to stop saying things like this. Now, I don't think that I'm not walking around thinking the average person's racist, but I do. I, I give everyone a blank slate. But mm-hmm. we need to stop acting like shit's not going on. Mm-hmm. That's, that's
1: just so stupid. It just looks different now. It just looks, you got to understand that things evolve. Racism is showing up an hour late and being yeah. drunk for an interview. Yeah, that,
0: Yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like you don't take me seriously. I've been in many situations as a black person where, um, let's say, for example, I remember I went to a tire shop in 2000 2008. I remember I lost my job. And uh I think it was two thousand nine already. Oh two thousand nine. Two thousand nine I lost a job and I was looking for another one, or I got fired. Um <laughs> and I went to this tire shop because I was desperate for a job. And I and I was applying at the same time as this dude, it was this, this white dude, and he's a cool guy. And we're just talking, I turned turned in my app. No, actually, no, 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 no. I was checking the status of my application. I had already turned one in. And I said, hey, um, I hate to bother you guys. I know you're busy, but I was just checking the status of my application, just checking back in. And I did a physical walk-in because mm-hmm. I didn't just do the online. I like to follow-up. I went online to fill out the app, and then I like to follow-up and go into the actual business. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I just wanted to check on my application. And I was well-dressed, you know, some khakis, some dress shoes, a nice uh, buttoned shirt, you know, and he said, yeah, we're currently not hiring right now. And then I seen a dude filling out an app, and I had like a little conversation. He's like, yeah, I'm filling out the app right now. I was like, oh, okay. And then after that, I left. And I went back probably two months later because my tire on my car was fucked up, and I went to change my tire, and that kid was working there. The kid that I talked to Dang. that that fought, that put in, and mind you, the whole staff at that tire shop was all white. Mm-hmm. Everybody from top to bottom was white. Mm-hmm. Now, as a black person, it's harder for me to make a claim, make a make a make a point and say they didn't hire me because I was black. If I say that, I look crazy. Mm -hmm. They say it's all in your head, man. It's in your head. It has nothing to do with race. Mm -hmm. So you mean to tell me there have been no black applicants to that tire shop? None. Like we have to also realize that sometimes it's not racial at all, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it is. Yeah. We can't have this one-sided narrative that literally squashes and devalues somebody's opinion or life experience. Yeah. Because that shit is real. Like, I I think I've seen, there was a, um, I started seeing, like, uh, cases where women would come forward with sexual assault, right? Mm -hmm. And then there'd be a dude in the comments like, oh, my God, here goes another woman over here making up false claims. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hold on a minute, bro. Mm Mm-hmm. What would possess you to just say that without knowing anything? Yeah, what? There are really women being raped, man. Mm-hmm. There are really women being sexually assaulted out here. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Yeah, but what's happening is is when enough cases. And this is the sad thing. When there are enough cases or there, if there are any inklings of things that confirm a person's bias, like the Jesse Smollett's of the world, or when CNN randomly makes some statement about somebody being racist, but they wasn't really racist. When enough people play that card and it doesn't add up, when real issues happen, people conflate it as a joke. And that's the problem. When you oversaturate the topic of racism in America, and it's not even like legit, what happens is people don't take it seriously when somebody is really being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking problem, man. Mm-hmm. That's why when me and Keith have conversations on this podcast about something like we talked about, um, what's her name from Destiny's Child? Uh, uh, not Beyonce, but uh. Was it Kelly? Kelly Rowland. Mm-hmm. Where a kid? Kelly Rowland's son had mm-hmm. a a a party. The police, but he had a a police themed party, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of outraged people, like black folks, like that's ridiculous. He shouldn't have that police thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, we need black police officers. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like oh, I think it's racist. We shouldn't have that. And I'm thinking like that's crazy. No, mm-hmm. that type of that type of thinking is off to me. Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm able to see it from both sides. For what's what's like a legit and what's not, yeah. My thing too is like I don't. Wh- what does Brian Flores have to gain from this lawsuit? He's yeah. made a ve- he's up for a coaching job right Exactly. Now. Like he's not putting himself in the best position to be a be a coach. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think the money that is gained from it is just is going to be, however you know many millions of dollars but he's been a coach in the NFL before so I'm sure he's not broke by any means so no I I just don't I don't see like you know what you know you know these people are saying when they when they think that he's just you know it's just a boy crying wolf out here you know he I think you know as far as my vantage point he's doing something that's extremely selfless and, you know, putting his name on the line like he's been in the headlines. And, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of uh, NFL owners are sweating right now trying to gather up. They they law, they team and stuff like that and trying to gather up, uh, you know, emails and paperwork and, you know, just trying to uh, put a solid case together because, um, yeah, it might get ugly for the NFL. So yeah. we'll see how it plays out, man. Yeah. um, Shout out to Brian Flores and all involved. My thing is, is
0: I just hope that when if they find any wrongdoing that, you know, people that were against just randomly against black coaches saying that they were crying like babies and all of that. I hope that if there is legitimate proof that literally the NFL has to publicly announce and things that are wrong and how they're treating black coaches. I hope that you can actually go back and say, you know what? I was wrong for what I said. I think it was inaccurate now. And I hope that black coaches get a fair shake. But some people, you got to understand something, too. Some people have had the luxury of not having to acknowledge any type of racial issues. So they'll say, what's the deal with them hiring black coaches? Why can't they just be coaches? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Brian Flores is fighting for. Yeah, <laughs> He's trying to be a coach. He's trying to be a fucking yeah. coach. So we'll, we'll see how this
1: pans out, man. I just mm-hmm. hope the best for all involved. Um, One thing, too, is like what happens with a lot of these coaches is they're generally on the staff of good teams. um, And then they end up going to obviously if a team is firing their coach, they're probably bad. They end up going to a bad team and they get three years, two years to try to make to change a whole losing culture on a football team. And it's very hard to do that. It's very rare that that even happens. So just from that standpoint, these these black coaches are kind of not really getting uh like a great opportunity like it's yeah it's like it's not it's not very often that you know black coaches getting hired for uh you know like what would be a great franchise like the the uh, new england patriots or the niners that have been to the super bowl um or been in the conversation been in the playoffs you know over the last decade or um even the rams is a pretty decent organization you know they got a history of you know winning championships and stuff like that but it's a lot of franchises that these black coaches end up going to and sometimes i don't even be knowing that the head coach be black because you know it's a random afc team that never plays on tv and they got five wins over the last five years fucking chargers yeah, exactly. So yeah. you know, it's 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 tough, man. Yeah. In closing with this topic, uh, qualified
0: coaches that happen to be black once again,
1: mm-hmm. not just giving any black guy a job
0: because he's a black guy. Yeah. Because that's not what you want. Because mm-hmm. now what happens is black coaches have been put into a position that when they're unsuccessful, they're no good. You got people see this is why we didn't didn't hire black coaches. They don't know how to them, coach.
1: Mm-hmm. And get, then, sorry to cut you off, but even the fact that they're trying to pay him to lose it kind of uh, reduces his resume. So when he yeah, goes out and tries to get yeah. another job, they're like, "Well, you won two games over here, right. but you got a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, however many thousand dollars in cash, yeah. but you have a terrible resume." Yeah, that money would have been a career killer. Mm-hmm. It would have been
0: career suicide if he did that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but there's that. Uh, switching gears, uh, and by the way, we may revisit this topic. Based on the fact that it's still very new. Mm-hmm. So we may revisit this topic uh shortly. All right, switching gears. Um, the topic everyone's also talking about Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan's recent use of the N-word. Um with Joe Rogan, I'll say this. I actually listened to Joe Rogan. So when whenever this compilation video came out of him saying nigger, since I listened to it, I've heard those episodes like while they were on and i was not offended and the reason why is because he did it in context and the here's the thing like he would say the word honestly they, a lot of especially black people like i feel like the word nigger is like it is like the in the hierarchy of offensive racial slurs like it's at the top for some like it's literally at the top cuz it's affiliated with you know slavery and being hit with whips called niggers and shit so it's at the top when he said it In his mind, I don't know what he was thinking, but he figured, hey, you know, I'm saying this in context, shouldn't be that big of a deal.
1: Well, unfortunately, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Side note: I I just seen an interviewer who was talking to Easy E, and they were quoting his lyrics, and the white lady said "nigga" in there. Yeah, so and and he didn't like respond like mad or nothing. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say anything.
0: Yeah, he didn't say anything. But the thing about it, like, it was it was within. It was weird to say, especially in the 90s, to say niggas with attitudes or the word niggas in your song. So what do you what whatever? Right. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't mad because it was within context of that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that what's happening now is this. I think it's a it's another attempt with CNN and, and other people to try to cancel Joe Rogan. Um, I also think Joe Rogan, he mentioned in a recent video that. You know, he's seen it and it looked bad, even to him. He said, I should have never used it. I could have, you know, I could have said the N-word instead of saying, you know, the N-word, the actual mm-hmm. N-word. Um, so I'm not trying to absolve Joe a saying nigga, like i saying nigger. I'm not trying to absolve him of that. He made a mistake. That that was actually very stupid. But I, I believe he's not racist at all. Um, and I feel like he does a great job with his platform. Um, but what I'll also say Before I lose my fucking point, is if you clip up the shit that me and Keith have said over the years, you can make us look however you want us to look. You can make me look uh, like I'm homophobic or misogynistic or sexist if you clip shit up. But this is a very nuanced conversation. These these podcasts are over two to three hours. Sometimes, how long we been on today? How how, where we at, Keith? Almost three. We almost at three hours today. So earlier, I said I've, I've said nigger or I've made a statement about something. I said the B word earlier as like a response to something in that conversation. They'd be like, Eddie calls women bitches and he's this and he's that. And then he used homophobic slurs. We need to cancel Truckers Mind podcast. The only people, if you narrow down who want to cancel Joe Rogan, it is white liberals with blue hair and CNN. That's who wants to cancel Joe Rogan is mm-hmm. <laughs> is people with blue hair. OK, it, that's literally what it is. Mm hmm. There are people who are on YouTube and other internet or or other platforms that have been complaining about Joe Rogan for years. And Joe Rogan can make a statement like we need to we need to get more healthy. We shouldn't be fat, man. We need to lose some weight and, you know, do it for our families. And somebody will clip that up and say Joe Rogan's fat phobic. I knew it. He's a fat phobic. They look for anything to get Joe off of these these platforms and it's sick. Yeah. Especially CNN. CNN, the funny thing is, CNN has gotten to the point where they don't even report news. Now they just look for hot topics, and they use Joe. Why are you talking about a podcast, motherfucker? Shouldn't you report real fucking news? Mm -hmm. He's using this platform to actually speak about what he cares about. Yes, Joe's platform is huge, but for y'all to be, the way that CNN is on Joe is sick. Mm -hmm. And what I really don't respect about CNN is they're trying to galvanize black people to go against joe like see he said nigger look see he said nigger and since you're so sensitive and you're affected by the word nigger let's cancel joe together no motherfucker we got other issues to worry about we're not worried about canceling joe we know joe is solid even though he said that it was still within context like i said i'm not trying to absolve him of it but we're not trying to cancel joe but there's real inequities and really inequalities that go on we worried about that we're not worried about this liberal agenda Mm-hmm. that CNN is is tripping out on and trying to push. Yeah, And what I mean by, I don't think everything liberal is bad at all. Everything conservative is not bad at all. When you exist in the middle, you can see what's bad and what's good. And the shit that they pushing out, they try to get Sanjay Gupta on there and they got that false information on Joe. And it's like, man, this shit is trash. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to stop. Don Lemon
1: too. Mm-hmm. Don Lemon needs to fucking stop. Yeah, I think I think that... Joe Rogan is, um, I think there's this witch hunt, you know, out to to, to cancel him. His, his platform is is way too big. He's getting millions and millions of listeners every week. Um, he's also bringing in people that are well-researched in certain areas, exactly. people that are well-researched <laughs> but also have different opinions than the masses oftentimes. Um, so there's this witch hunt out for him, but he's definitely making – making it very easy for people like CNN and, you know, other outlets to uh to to try to cancel him. I don't think that the context of most of those conversations matter with Joe Rogan saying the N word. I personally don't think that he is racist, but I also don't really condone like any white people just saying N word. I think I mean saying nigga, I think that you can, you know, speak about, you know, certain things or you can even quote uh, lyrics or whatever by saying the n-word there's guys that are um very cool with black people that don't even use it um in context guys like rory guys like andrew schultz are people that you know have uh go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute have a podcast with uh with black people and, you know, they are stand far away from even parks on Joe Budden's podcast. These are people are, that make conscious efforts not to even use it in context. So um, I personally don't think that Joe Rogan is racist. And I, you know, I, I know that there are a lot of people that, that think the same way, but I also wouldn't be um, mad at anyone that looked at those things in. Not necessarily would want to cancel him, but there are some people there are some black people that seen those those takes and seen those those clips. um, And it didn't really turn them off of Joe Rogan, but it kind of affirmed their belief that they aren't necessarily like, you know, fan fans Mm -hmm. of his so I mean I could understand that because you know he did actually say these it's not you know no deep face it's not whatever these are actually things that Joe Rogan said he obviously Mm -hmm. apologized for it he got on his Instagram and you know and acknowledged the things that he said and he said he's moving forward he's not doing those things uh, but you know I could understand that standpoint but I do think like just overall, Joe Rogan has created this monster of a uh, of an outlet yeah. to where, you know, he's getting more traction oftentimes in some of these news outlets. And some of the things that he says is um, a direct uh contradiction or a direct, um, or combating some of the things that, you know, these government entities or these, uh, government led officials are saying, and it's just, you know, people going at it. And I think that there's a lot of people that don't like that. I think, you know, even, uh, not Joe Rogan is not Martin Luther King, but no. even when Martin Luther King was moving around and he was, um, getting, thousands of people to march in certain spaces and he you know doing these speeches in front of thousands and hundreds of people yeah they didn't like that attention they didn't like that people hated him called him uncle tom yeah they didn't like that power that he was getting so i think um you know when the government sees people moving in this way and they're a a, uh, individual person or individual excuse me or an entity That is operating outside of, you know, something that the government has control over. There's always going to be some sort of uh, conflict. And then these outlets with Don Lemon
0: and, and, you know, and and Sanjay Gupta and all these people. What's crazy is how they only want to let certain people be the gatekeepers of the information. That's facts. Mm -hmm. Right. If if I can use critical thinking of my own when it comes to COVID or the vaccine, why am I the bad guy for it? Mm-hmm. Why am I putting out misinformation? Why is it that if I if I have findings from the virus or something that happened to me and I talk about my experience, why am I giving out inaccurate information? Mm-hmm. Like the gatekeeper shit is over with. Mm-hmm. I, if I if you're giving out blatantly wrong information, I can see that. But Joe Rogan will have a like a person that that literally their whole life's work is researched in viruses and shit, and they'll talk about COVID, and then they will shit on Joe saying he's giving misinformation. It's just
1: confirmation bias. Yeah, and a a lot of this uh, stuff is just research, though. You know, there's not facts. These aren't facts. And even with the CDC, a lot of the information was changing on a daily basis. Yeah, so how the fuck am I supposed to trust the CDC or the government Mm -hmm. when you
0: motherfuckers are changing shit every day? Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Social distance. Wait, put your mask back on. Mm -hmm. Oh, take the vaccine. Wait, take another vaccine. Wait, take another booster shot. Wait, get another booster shot. Matter Mm of fact, do a a backflip. Do the hokey pokey. Mm-hmm. Spin around. Like, bitch, what the fuck do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. Donnell Rollins just came forward just to speak up for Joe. And as a black man, you can look bad when you're defending a white person that said nigger. Mm-hmm. You'll have your own people that be like, why are you defending that white man saying that? Like, bro, it's different. Not only do, do, do me and Keith have done comedy and we understand the nuances of comedy, but we understand the nuances of conversation. And we also do a podcast, right? And here's the thing, David Goggins just spoke up right now. Mm-hmm. David you know David Goggins is. Yeah. David Goggins, this is what he wrote. I'll read this out because he just posted this. David Goggins, I've been attacked by a few people for being friends with Joe Rogan as of late. Funny, you must have mistaken me for someone who actually gives a fuck about your opinion. First, do I think Joe Rogan is racist? No. Was Joe wrong for saying nigger? Yes. When I was growing up and up and even in my later years, I was called a nigger more times than I could count it was never the n-word, it was nigger, that, ju- that, said, that said, I know racist motherfuckers and can vouch for Joe, the fucked up thing about all of this is that all eyes aren't on Joe, wait, all eyes aren't on Joe because of his use of the n-word, rather for his views on other matters, they are using race, which is a real emotionally charged divisive subject, as of smokescreen for the real issue and that is what pisses me off facts we just talked about this mm-hmm. these motherfuckers are attacking joe and they it's a witch hunt and it's not going to work anyways if you have an issue with someone let that issue It is working it, it low-key has got him sweating a little bit but it's gonna it's gonna dissipate when you get enough black comedians coming forward and enough black figures and other people and you need other power though
1: you need power but i mean david think, goggins is not cnn He's not, no, but CNN ain't nobody. They're not a reputable source. They have power, though. They have money. They have voices or people's ears listening to what they have to say.
0: No, no, they have puppets. They have people who can't think for themselves. That's the difference. Yeah, they have money. They have power, but they have puppets. And the thing about CNN, the reason why they really hate Joe, is because they can't say what they want to say because they've been fucking castrated years ago. CNN gives you a script. Here, say this, bitch. This is all you get to say, mm-hmm. but Joe Rogan could go on his platform just like me and you, and say we'll speak from our hearts. We can curse, we can say what we want. We don't have somebody up our ass paying us money, mm-hmm. so that's the difference. Um, if you have an issue with someone, let that be the issue. Don't hide it. But don't hide it behind something else. These podcasts have been around for years, and no one has said shit about them now because Joe's voice doesn't fit some agenda. If you don't, if you don't walk lockstep with whatever the fuck is going on and don't agree with it you risk someone going into archives of your life and finding whatever dirt uh, they can to exploit you we are slowly being walked down a path where we lose our voice we don't all need to agree with one another but we have to respect the fact that people should be able to say whatever the fuck they want to say otherwise known as freedom of speech whether you listen or not whether you listen or not should be your vo- be your choice. I remain com- completely independent with no sponsor or partnerships so I don't ever have to issue an apology for who the fuck I am or what I say. That is a great point. So basically, Joe Rogan had to issue an apology only because he was Spotify. The biggest mistake Joe made was fucking partner with Spotify. Um, what the hidden message here... I would me- hope
1: Pete would have apologized regardless though.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying in general... People are leaving Spotify because of Joe. Yeah, musicians are saying I'm leaving because of Joe. But you gladly stayed on the platform
1: with R. Kelly on it. Congratulations. That Spotify is also paying you the most money. So I don't, I don't understand why you would want to. Yeah, Spotify. and then you. And the funny thing about fucking
0: uh, Neil Young, right? This motherfucker leaves Spotify, but you don't own your music. So the motherfuckers that own your music say, "Hey, bitch, you better go back. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't own your shit no more, motherfucker. We own it. Um." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, hidden message of different beliefs capable of making their own decisions. All you judging motherfuckers take some time to think about what would happen to you if all the skeletons in your closet were put on display for everyone to see. Perhaps you want to think again before rushing to judgment. It's important in life, whether people like it or not, for you to be who the fuck you are and say what you want 100% of the time. Shout out to David Goggins. His book is amazing. Can't hurt me. Great.
1: I don't agree with most of what he said as far as like we the freedom of speech is fine but there's like repercussions for the things that we that we say so just because you know you're independent or whatever doesn't mean you can walk around saying like you know racially charged homophobic things I think what he's he's almost giving somebody a license if they don't have a huge entity uh, supporting what they do to almost say something racist or discriminatory i don't i don't agree with that but you gotta understand what he said at the
0: top he said he didn't agree with with, what joe rogan said the the basis of his statement was how would it be if somebody pulled out your skeletons because i'm gonna tell you right now you go back on mines 10 or more years ago and i was dropping a word that rhymes with maggot thinking it was normal but it's homophobic as fuck Yeah, and if I was to ever record anything they would cancel me and call me homophobic Mm -hmm. so I could sit here and say oh Joe said nigger no don't listen to him no more I was listening to the podcast when he said it and I've heard motherfuckers say nigger in a disparaging way and it offended me because it was fucked up but when I'm listening to Joe say it I wasn't offended it was within context it was describing something was it wrong yeah he should have never fucking said it Mm -hmm. but I'm a person that's not so emotionally driven that I'm not a nigger I'm a man first of all my name is Eddie, not nigger. Mm-hmm. So I don't be like, oh, my God, I'm crying. I'm so emotional. Joe, get him out of here. All, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pathetic attempt at from liberal outlets. And me and Keith are more left-leaning, which is crazy, or middle-leaning mm-hmm. or left-leaning. But we can see what the fuck they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. This is just a lot of vegan liberals okay, <laughs> that hate Joe. And they're trying to weaponize and galvanize black people and the N-word against them. And think about how sick you got to be to create a compilation video. Think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, they say the people who hate you the most pay you the most attention. Mm-hmm. And this is a this is a perfect case of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I do when I don't like people? I fucking ignore
1: them. Yeah, don't pay attention.
0: I don't pay attention to motherfuckers I don't like. I don't got to disrespect you. You know, I can see you and just not acknowledge that you exist. Mm-hmm. But these people are hell-bent on going after Joe based on the fact that they tried to make him look stupid, and then they didn't work, and then they they sent Sanjay Gupta on, the, on Joe Rogan's podcast and turned Joe, Sanjay into a fucking fanboy. Sanjay, when he left, Sanjay looked like a fucking puppy. They thought that they could just outsmart Joe, but Joe was very well-researched that day that was a real have you listened to the episode
2: Mm-mm.
0: everybody listen to this podcast make sure when you get a chance go to joe rogan uh unless you and if, and, and if you haven't canceled him from saying nigger go to mm-hmm. joe rogan and look up the episode with sanjay gupta from cnn and you'll find that that was a really good conversation and there's a lot in it mm-hmm. yeah but yeah man um I don't know how much there how much else there is to say about this situation with Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I just know that as a podcaster myself, I've taken some time to um, really look into this and there's probably some black folks that's angry like, "Oh, Eddie, how could you ever like defend Joe Rogan?" Well, first of all, that like what you need to understand is we can't live in a world where we hold people to a time or a thing they said when it wasn't meant to be malicious. And once again, I'm not defending him saying a word. He should have never said it. But we have to stop allowing a word to have that much fucking power over us. That shit's crazy. Um, another thing, too, I wanted to mention. I think I told you beforehand when I went to trucking school, I had a, uh, a, a classmate. Cool guy. Um, got to know him for a while. And eventually I found that he had a swastika and some lightning bolts on his arm. And he had did some prison time, and he mentioned how ashamed he felt of having that on his arm and how he was getting it laser removed. And you know what that did to our friendship? Nothing. I was still cool with him. He was mm-hmm. a good guy. Yeah. Sometimes people have things that go on in their past and it's so fucked up and they just feel horrible about it, but sometimes it's still on them. Yeah. You know, it was a dude I seen that had a swastika on his neck. And he was like, oh, excuse me. Oh, thank you. Hey, you have a nice day, man. God bless you. Yeah. I could have said, you got a swastika? You fucking racist motherfucker. Huh?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I was like, hey, I don't know what's going on in that guy's life. Maybe mm-hmm. he's ashamed of that. What if he's getting that thing removed tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Why don't we think like this? Yeah. We, we literally almost feel like no one can change or evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? What's the woman that had the cookware? Paula Dean, did mm-hmm. she say nigger a long time ago? Yeah, what was that like in the '60s or something? She said nigger. It was a long time ago. They busted her saying nigger, and they I don't took. I think it was the '60s. It was. It was a long time ago, though. It was. She was doing
1: re- racist stuff recently. That's recently, when she got canceled, it was that stuff was recent stuff.
0: That wasn't recent. The initial was a long time ago. Why in the '60s? I don't know if it was in the '60s, but it was a long time ago. And then they she had cookware and they fucking canceled it. Mm-hmm. Watch Paula Dean. All right. Hold on. Racist statement. All right, what does it say? Racist spawn, Oprah. Uh, Overlooked Paula Deen's racism. The radio is selling cooking for a decade. God damn it. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. I just want to know how long ago it was. She published a cookbook, random, 1980 feature by QVC, so thousands, blah, blah, blah. Uh, damn. I'm just trying to find out what it was that got her canceled. And it was a while back. You see it? Or you you pull it up?
1: Uh, no, I don't see it.
0: Oh, Caleb. Okay, hold on. Paula Dina missed and using the N-word. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it uh, Where is it at Okay her company issued a statement Thursday Saying Dean used uh, The effort, effort it, but a quite Different time in American history She was born 60 years ago When America's South schools are Segregated blah 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 Okay monitor the
1: situation food network but it's off the back of a lawsuit. Someone was suing her for um su- suing her and her brother for using uh for sexual and racial harassment. Wow. And in the deposition that's so when So they
0: was calling them niggers and grabbing their booty or what was going on. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> how that crazy that would feel? Yeah. They would be like, "Nigger, grab your ass." She be yeah. like, "I'm I'm offended and turned on at the same <laughs> time." <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I think I don't think there's much else to say in regards to this topic. Um, I hope that Joe Rogan learned from this. Um, this is yeah. probably the most hot water he's ever been in, even though it's, in, it, it's, it's some fuckity fuck shit and the, it's intentional.
1: The only thing that I will say uh, a couple of things. One is that um, it. I do think there is some sort of witch hunt, but there's also people that get off on this. There's yes, people that get off on just whoever – yeah, be jacking off. Yeah, be like, oh my gosh, let's get all these celebrities and <laughs> find all the skeletons in their closet. <laughs> I'm gonna come. <laughs> but you know the Kevin Hart situation and Joe Rogan and a bunch of other people. Uh, you know, the, even with Charlamagne with his uh, sexual assault allegations and stuff like that, there are people that like really they like to put this this stuff in the atmosphere. Um, so I think that. It's you know, it, it may be a witch hunt, but there's also just a, a bunch of people looking out for things that you know celebrities did. and but also I will say that um, it's there's uh time frames matter and I think yes. time frames are very important. So for me to be saying, you know, uh homophobic slurs like in 2022 on this podcast right now, um, and then you know, for it to come out maybe two, uh, 2 years down the line when we sign some big deal like um uh they put a clip up of me using the word maggot or whatever right. um that conversation is a lot different than if i said that same thing in 2009 or 2010 um and the thing with joe rogan is that he said that he had only stopped using the word 2 years ago so i think that um that conversation it, it just goes over a little different do i think that joe rogan is um uh, a racist I don't do I think that Joe Rogan is you know should be canceled I don't um do I think that I am you know perfect myself no but uh I get the thing that I will say is I do not use racial slurs at least to my knowledge um so you won't catch mm. me saying like you know any sort of discriminatory things or no. you won't have a, a compilation of me saying no, that's these true. wild things you'll have a compilation but we do poke fun we do say
0: certain things there will be like somewhat of a like a asian like joke or be uh, little small nuances of whether it be Latinos or Black mm-hmm. folks or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think that people that listen to this podcast, just like people that probably listen to Joe Rogan, understand that it's a very nuanced conversation. It's not meant to be disparaging at all. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you mentioned, like we was laughing the designer. You say, "Yo." I think this dude is retarded. You know, mm-hmm. how, when we was busting up laughing. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people will be offended by us saying the R word?
1: Yeah, that's like right. I
0: have a kid with special needs. How dare you talk mm-hmm. about? So there is no such. You can never have any conversation mm-hmm. that doesn't involve someone being um a, being offended or opposed to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So the best thing you could do is that when you talk, just give as much context as possible. Yeah. And you know, and hope, but
1: but using the derogative words is where you fuck up. The best thing you could do, you what one you gotta be able to stand on it. So yes. if we get canceled for using the R word, that was a hilarious joke. And yeah, uh, I'm willing to take the downfall. You saying the R word is bad, nigga, you retarded. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll probably this for those of you listening, make sure you uh Maybe download this or something like that because it'll probably be taken off the airwaves. We get a for fucking five years. You get a fucking from email from the FCC. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah. you're not gonna take us down for all the time we said nigger, but we like, yeah, you're yeah. gonna get us down for when we said retarded, huh? Mm-hmm. I see what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I, yeah, I just think like it's it's one of those things. Like Andrew Schultz is a, a comedian that always yes. is on the side of comedians. He's always on the side mm-hmm. of content. Um, and you know it's a it's a fine line we walk, man. You know yes. you're on this these things. You're talking. You're having these conversations about race and politics and uh, sexuality and all these things. And and um, yeah, it's, it's 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 rough out here when you're kind of especially in today's day and age where you know people are looking for that. They're looking to cancel you. They want they 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 want the headlines of a Joe Rogan coming out and saying whatever thing. They want the headlines of Whoopi Goldberg coming out and saying these wild things. They want the headlines of a trucker's wine podcast with yeah. a few hundred listeners every week to uh, you know, to be Yo, canceled. Before we before we uh shut it down, bro. We got to show love to
0: the city, man. Mm-hmm. Like we got a lot of people fucking with it now. Like a lot of people. There's mm-hmm. a huge spike in uh, viewership as of recent so, you know, we want to thank these two, especially Bakersfield and hold on one second. We got to start showing people some respect, man, For you know, putting some respect on the Truckers Mind podcast, putting some respect on our name. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Bakersfield, obviously, and Denim Springs.
1: Where is that at?
0: Uh, Denim Springs. I looked it up earlier. I forgot where what state it is, but shout out to you. Shout out to Aurora, Colorado. Shout out to Reno, Nevada. Shout out to Pine Mountain Club. Shout out to Long Beach, Sacramento, Salt Lake City, Delano, Seattle, Los Angeles, Santa Clara. Uh, oof, what the fuck? I'm not to say that. Met, Metatari. Met, Metatari. Shout out to Copenhagen. Uh, I think Copenhagen. Is that Canada? Then shout out to Minneapolis. Shout out to Tampa, Harlan, uh, T- Tucson, Arizona. Shout out to New Orleans. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Toronto. Wow. Toronto, Canada. T that? Okay. Yeah, in the six
1: six, 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 six. We're going to go up there and have six, six, six,
0: six. Shout out to Joplin. Shout out to Miami, Tallahassee, Big Bear, Carson City, Nevada. Shout out to Phoenix, Arizona. Shout out to Las Cruces, New Mexico.
1: Shout out to Las Cruces, Shout out to Madison Heights.
0: Shout out to Washington. Shout out to Oakland. Shout out to Mountain View. So shout out to y'all, man. A lot of those, not a lot
1: of those places, but a few of those places I've actually lived in, so it's cool to see, like, people that um that i knew or were you know are am friends with uh you know consuming the content so that's pretty dope
0: yeah man i man. shout out to la too i went to the overall analytics and mm-hmm. yeah they have not put in work but bakersfield in the league bakersfield showing us bakersfield is the main one showing the love That hometown love That hometown, hometown like love nothing like it man mm-hmm. nothing, nothing like it um but yeah i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up Um, for all those who have made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to a truckers mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy. K things out of here. Peace.